Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, my God. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hey. Several significant pieces of news I've seen in just the last few hours. Moment, moments ago, you, you told me that James O'Keefe might be out at Project Veritas. Yeah, I, I have not looked into this at all. I just read uh, this on Twitter and I'm reading the New York Mag right now. So this he's on wild. He's on paid time leave from Project Veritas, which I'm not comparing myself to James O'Keefe, understand, but it's sort of like me leaving Matt Christensen media. Okay. I like, know. It's James so O'Keefe bizarre. is Project Veritas. How I don't even understand what it means for him to leave. Who's gonna who's doing this stuff? I understand he has all his honeypots, and maybe they can be repurposed under somebody else, but without James O'Keefe, what is Project Veritas? And yeah, how pissed are not. If he's pushed out now, if he if he decided he wanted to move on voluntarily or something, I no, get but it. He's on paid administrative leave. That's not what happens when. And the story you know. says that the board is considering ousting him. Yeah, they can you, get bent. Like you're going to oust yourself. First of all, I didn't even realize Project Veritas has a board. This is much more advanced. News to me. Than, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you, you you're not going to survive. You oust him. You oust yourselves at this organization. So. Damn. Um, unless they can show that he touches kids or something. I don't see how this is going to work out. I don't out well. think James O'Keefe is a pedophile. Uh, I doubt it. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying for them to, to oust him, there's got to be serious cause that people would say, okay, I understand that makes sense. Yeah. Can someone call Baffling. in and talk to me about this Tim pool thing? Like give me a TLDR on it. Cause it's all anybody's talking about, but I like, uh, TLDR, as far as I understand, Eliza Blue ever uh, is is alleged to have exaggerated and or faked claims about trafficking. I knew that, but I heard Tim, Tim's being a bald headed bitch about it. Uh, my understanding is that he, uh, well, there was all this drama with the quartering. The quartering uh, was scheduled to go on. Something fell through. He didn't go on. There was sort of a back and forth. Tim never addressed previously hosting her. Audience got pissed. Tim apparently got pissed uh, on his stream the other night and people were unsubscribing and leaving and he was saying things to the effect of like, good, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. That's about all I know. I can't mm-hmm. say I've paid full attention to it. The other thing, I, oh, two other things I wanted to mention before we get into it. And uh, if people want to explain how I'm totally wrong about what I just said, uh, absolutely go ahead. Because I've followed the Eliza Blue drama uh well, about as closely as I followed the State of the Union, which is barely at all. But <laughs> yeah, they do. did you see the first lady and the second gentleman kiss? How bizarre. Right on the mouth. I think I think <laughs> it was just off to the side, but the angle of the cameras is at that 90 degree angle, which really makes it look like they straight up kissed on the lips. If I'm being charitable, maybe have you ever like gone on a date and then you have like an awkward you know, like kiss on the lips, cheek, but you mean to just kiss on no, the No, I've crushed it every time. I've never had something <laughs> like that. Which you is great when you've kissed like three girls in your life. Then, uh, you know. 
Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my body count's higher than that, but it's low. Not okay, kissed kissing- a lot. Oh, God. All right. Do you want to compare? Nope, I sure don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, you were saying last thoughts on the kiss. Oh, no, I don't know. If I'm being charitable, then that's maybe that's what happened. Like they just had an angle situation, but I'm not charitable. So uh, they're pedos or something's going on. I don't know. Well, that was already a given. The kiss, uh, that's not. Unrelated, unrelated. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention, this other report just came out uh, earlier today. R- recall, of course, the Nord Stream uh, pipeline destruction that was back in late summer, fall, sometime in there. And it was alleged that Putin had destroyed the pipelines into Europe for unknown for, reasons. For God knows what reason. Yeah, for no there reason is, at all. There's a reporter named Seymour Hirsch who published on his Substack within the last 24 hours that that whole explosion, that whole uh, destruction was overseen and directed by Joe Biden. Yeah. That we yeah. sent Navy divers with C4 down to the pipeline, allowed <laughs> the C4 to hang out there for a while. And then Norwegian planes dropped a sonar buoy onto the, the surface of the water that sent down frequencies to trigger the blast. Yeah. Now, I've not been able to read this enough to under to know what his uh, evidence and or proof is, but this guy apparently has something of a serious journalistic track record and is is claiming we did it. Yeah. And by we, uh, I mean the U.S. and or Joe Biden. Hmm. So I got to follow up on that, too. Anyway, all sorts of crazy things happening before we get into the calls. A uh, quick reminder. Next week's show is canceled February 15th. Uh, we will be back as usual on February 22nd. So thanks for your uh, patience with the week off. I have a family matter to attend to. Uh, the Sunday shows, of course, will be unaffected other than this Sunday show is delayed one hour for gay football. We'll be live after the Super Bowl. Uh, other than that, it's a normal call in show tonight. You guys know how that works. At least most of you do. But if you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the uh, description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live. Of course you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. That's how we take our call in show questions, please. And thank you. And uh, we'll get to those at the end of the stream as we usually do. looks like we got a, Another healthy volume of email questions. My goodness. So many. And I canned like six of them. Wow. Wow. This, this is, these are the ones that survived blonde scrutiny. Okay. So we will, uh, we'll catch up with those at the, uh, the end of the show. Anyway, let's get into the callers. Uh, Snuggly love muffin. What a delightful name. Mr. Snuggly. Are you there? Yeah. Uh, here I am. After a week's, my patience has finally paid off. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for uh, hanging out and thanks for calling. No problem. So I'm uh, I'm a little curious. I called in previously. We talked about sort of neo-cameralism, tax protesting, and all that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if you guys changed your mind about that. I can't what? remember You're the prior call. You're going to have to remind me. Yeah. It's been a minute. It has been a while. Basically, I suggest we stop paying, paying taxes in a principal oh. son. Um, uh, did I, did we I disagree? Suggest... This must have been a long time ago if we said no. Wait, way did we say no? Yeah. Actually, you were pretty adamant. You, you distanced yourself from me pretty quickly. Wait, 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 wait,
Okay, there's know. no way a year ago I was telling people to pay taxes. That doesn't sound like <laughs> this me at sounds all. like 10 years ago, but okay. This yeah. sounds like rewriting history for you, Blonde. Um, I also <laughs> whoa, whoa, to suggest... whoa, whoa. No, no, no. You got to tell me what I said here. Oh, basically, I suggested that we stop paying taxes because we're just paying for our own enslavement. And he was like, oh, I don't know about that. Sounds, sounds dangerous. You know what will happen. Oh, the reasoning yeah. was uh, that you're basically signing up to get Ruby Ridged or something like that? It, pretty much. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. If Real we could organize and and not pay taxes, that would be awesome. That would be awesome, yeah. but in a in a principled way. Like, I'm not a I'm not opposed to public services. You know, I'm a firefighter. That's not what they're I spending our money on, though. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, freaking have twenty year old equipment. Yeah, I uh, I I'm certainly not mad about the money that I pay to the fire station. That's like a hundred yards. To, at my, uh, I don't know, like four or five o'clock right now. That's fine. No, um, nobody's like, my roads are in too good oh, of I quality. I all this money we were sending to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, the reason, I, the reason I would certainly be in favor of what you're talking about is uh, I think it's actually a, a peaceful, moral way to opt out of the federal government's tyranny. Now, are they going to respect your decision on that and not try to ruby ridge you of course not but but uh on principle is there anything morally wrong with saying i don't like what you guys are doing with my money and i'm not going to submit to your theft anymore no there's nothing wrong with that right there's some great early americans uh lysander spooner had a quote basically said like taking a man's money is the most egregious sin because with that money he will uh provide uh soldiers to watch over you to basically force you to do their will yeah that's uh, fair enough said. Yeah. Um, so you're into Spooner now. I am a Spooner. I'm a voluntarist anarchist. I'm a t- terrible, terrible, deplorable plebe. So have you been listening to Legal Man? I have not. <gasps> oh, he's I've... got he's got this series on Spooner that is so good. You've got to listen to him. You'll love him so much. Okay. I will absolutely check that out. Check him out um, on I'll... podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. Legal Man. Legal Man. Got mm-hmm. it. Uh, you guys should uh, start reviewing music so you can shut on my favorite artist too. <laughs> I think if there's one thing that's going to, uh, yeah, if there's one thing that's going to get people even angrier than uh, movie reviews, it would be music reviews. Music reviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so, all good. I, n- yeah. I don't take it personally. Uh, well, thank um, you for that. And, and the people who do take it personally are actually a very small minority. I shouldn't overstate, but the ones who take it personally, you they, don't read our comments, dude. People they, hate your guts. They very seriously take it personally well oh, even movies, posting yeah. in, a, in a comment section is like oh you're wrong I'm like okay what that doesn't bother me but i'm talking oh, no, about it's a lot of like i'm unsubscribing i hate you okay you well if 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 your reason for leaving is that someone didn't like a movie a pet movie of yours that's i mean that's fine but but uh it seems strange to me that that you would leave on that basis I don't know. I thought about right. quitting the show after the Groundhog Day incident. Because I gave it a three, too. This is the thing that pisses me off about the Groundhog Day one so much more. It's like, I didn't even hate that movie, but because I didn't submit to the demand for unqualified love, <laughs> you know, I, I'm so wrong for just thinking it was okay, you know? Yeah. So wrong. It's the Bill Murray folks out there. He's got a huge fandom. He yeah. seems like a dick, though, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, and he's ugly as sin too. He is very he's a very ugly man. That is a true story. I have no clue how these people do it. They must be reptilian pedophiles or something like that. <laughs> All right. Do you have any uh final thoughts on uh taxation or anything else before we let you go? Uh 
free machine machine guns over the counter without a background check. Okay. There you go. Well, now Perfect. you now you're you. definitely trying to get us all in trouble. I stand by what I said a year ago. You, I was right. Oh, you know what? You, have, right. you can have your opinion. You can all be right. wrong too. See you, man. Have a good night. Bye. Uh, I, I, not that I want to. Uh, I'm not going to derail the conversation by saying recording or it didn't happen. But I am. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical I, of that characterization. A... Not that I'm trying to call out uh, Mr. Muffin there. It's just. That's that, that doesn't that, sound like that me. rings. Maybe we were just doing some CYA stuff. Yeah. Like, no, I just can't imagine that a year ago I was saying, no, no, definitely. Absolutely. Cross all the T's and dot all the I's on your tax returns and pay on January 1st every year. I know that's not exactly what he was saying, but mm. I don't know. Uh, the, the only thing I could imagine us saying is sort of what he was getting at, which is, uh, yeah, you do it so they don't come and put you in a cage or kill you. That's why you do it. That's literally yeah. the only reason anybody pays taxes, <laughs> at least on the federal level. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's ain't that the truth. All right. Uh, Ratchet Republican, welcome back. Hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, we how are, are you doing? Well, Perfect. what's on your mind? Happy Black, Happy Black History Month. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not as obnoxious as uh, Pride Month. Yeah. Isn't oh, it a, though? And and it's a month long. So even if each individual day is not as obnoxious, it lasts you know, four times as long. Yeah, but you don't have wait, to see the no. Wait, no, I, Pride, Pride Month is June. Why am I thinking Pride Week? Never mind. No. They're both a month. What happened to my yes. brain right there? You only celebrate it for a week of I the must month. have said taxes are awesome. My brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Oh god. Speaking of uh Black History Month. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Tyree situation. Okay. And how it turned, you know, how it's turned into a South Park episode where we're twisting our minds into um into using white supremacy as a as a reason why five black men beat up a black man. It's, it's, there don't forget it, there was that one guy with the, the white guy with the taser though. He also yes. I swear, I, 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 sometimes, you know, I just wish, I pray to God sometimes he would take this melanin away from me because I just, <laughs> I can't, do, I can't deal with these people. I really cannot deal. I don't want to be part of these people. I don't want to be part of these, this moronic ideology. But and, you got to um, change from within. You got to be a leader <laughs> in the black community. No, you go the Sammy Sosa route. You just bleach it out. Oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, um, what, what the reason that, oh, okay. So here's the reason why, the reason why I find it so stupid is that the reason these men were part of the force was they were part of the Scorpion unit, yeah, which handled gang, um, had handled gang, uh, violence. And the thing is that Memphis is extremely violent for a mid-sized city. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's almost as violent as Chicago. And that is the reason why they started the the gang unit. It wasn't because of white supremacy. And um, quite the opposite, and, I would imagine demographically. I, I I'm guessing the uh, the crime that the Scorpion unit was handling was uh, disproportionately of a non-white variety. I will speculate. Yes, yes, and it's extremely extremely violent. And so, therefore, guess what the solution is? Solution is going to create more problems than the actual problem itself. And it's going to, they're throwing 
bring out the baby with the bathwater by mm -hmm. relieving, by by uh, stopping the gang mm -hmm. unit. And it's going to be paid for in black blood because they're signing death warrants for many people in these communities. And what irritates me the most is that the people who are advocating for these things are not part of the community. And I'll give an example, like in Minneapolis, the whole defund the police and social workers movement was not Minneapolis itself. It was the people on MSNBC, right. CNN. Yeah. It wasn't the people of these communities because there was a Zoom call after everybody left of the council members and the people of Minneapolis and the, the actual representatives of Minneapolis stating that they wanted more policing. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a huge disconnect between the Black elites and the poor Blacks. Yeah. And it's, it's the Black elites that is driving the narrative, mm -hmm. driving the policy. And anybody, if the poor, anybody in the poor Black community tries to talk out about it, they're called coons, house N-words, and uh, uh, a traitor to the Black race. So I, I, I believe that um, there is a disconnect there. And I, I don't believe, and I believe it's the elites are trying to, to not give responsibility to the poor Blacks so that they don't, they don't come up to their level. You know, they want to be able to have some people's aid for so that they can be rich and they can get all the accolades of civil rights icon, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. So, and so, I think they like they don't have to accept um, moral culpability and they don't have any guilt for it because the guilt is, sh is so shared amongst the elites. And so I think that they individually, they know that this is going to be the result of the community. But they're like, I'm being pressured into this by um, by other black. Yeah. People. Yeah. By other black. Yeah. And, and they're willing to sacrifice literally black children for this, you know. Right. Right. For, for all of this. And. And, the, the, and as I said before, the police brutality issue is not a, it's, it's just a symptom of a larger disease. And we keep looking at these shiny objects such as, you know, systemic this, structural that, police brutality this, but yet we're not dealing with the actual issue that's causing all this problem, the cycle of poverty. And that is the culture. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The culture is the problem. Yeah. And, and we, we People have been saying it over and people are getting a lot of trouble for saying that. And I I just don't know, you know, you know, the culture, the government cannot replace the culture. No amount of resources can replace the culture. No amount of uh, programs can replace the culture. And until that is done, we're going to always have these issues where we're going to have some police officer, you know, having a bad day and beat up on a uh a, 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 a defendant and then all hell breaks loose because yeah yeah but in that way aren't you happy that you're black because you can you can do something about this you can be a good representative for your community yeah but the thing is that all i hear back in return is i'm a coon yeah. i'm tap dancing for this person or i you know i'm getting paid for by the white man i was like who's paying me nobody's paying me to do yeah to, 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 i wish i was getting paid to talk checks about in the mailbox you gotta look Oh man. Yeah. man. People so really it's, say it's, that to you? Oh yeah. People say I, I'm a coon, I'm a house N-word. Oh yeah. It, and it's it, they they never want to talk about the argument. They always want to call you names because that's the only argument they have. They've been taught but they've been taught this by the, you know, by the race hustlers, you know, the, the Al Sharptons and the Jesse Jacksons. That's all they do, call people names. And they they're just following by example. So 
you know, it's frustrating to no end. And it's like, you know what the, you know what the solution is, but nobody wants to, to, to deal with that solution. So that is frustrating and hurtful, you know, because you want to be like, you're my people. Why, why yeah. would you say this to me? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so I know it's, it's, it's hopefully, I just, I just hopefully that somebody, some people wake up, but until the communities wake up and decide to, to 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 end the violence in the community it won't end at all yeah yeah just and keep I, perpetrating. Well, before we let you go i mean i know we talk about this non-stop but the the real problem is fatherlessness and i think that um that that would just solve all of these poverty issues right even if yeah, people but, are impoverished with father with fathers in the household you're still going to have a reduction in violence yeah but the problem is is that the government is letting them off the hook mm-hmm. right because you know i used to live in the hood and I used to go to the unemployment office and it's literally at the unemployment office. If you're a single mother, you have carte blanche, this yeah. program, that program, that program, like section eight is the crown jewel of the welfare state section. <laughs> yeah, eight, the paper for sure. housing. And if you are a single male or if you are a family, you will have a six year waiting list. If you are a single mother, you are at the front of the line. Seriously? So that, yes. I'm telling you. I know oh, people yeah. who, are, who are section eight. They are on front of the line. If you are, and they make sure they come to that house and they inspect. They come on all times and they inspect to make sure that you don't not have a man in that house. They still do that. They don't play. Okay, so they. So it's enforce not just it. incentivized so, and rewarded to get the place to live. It's right, actually right. kind of enforced as a, a qualification ongoing to maintain. Yeah. The, that is outrageous. And then talk yeah, about these these people saying that that you're enslaved by the white man when they're when, when they're taking government money from a bunch of white elites. The hypocrisy. Yeah. I, I it just creates a cycle because I've seen family after family after family go through the welfare. It's cycling over and over and over. It's like it's like an achievement to get on get on uh, Section Eight or get on welfare. It's an achievement. So until that wow. changes, you know, nothing else will change. You know, it's well, unfortunate. <laughs> You're a free thinker. You should be proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could change people's minds. I just don't know what no. to do. To, to it's it's mind. a slow process, as we talk about on this show all the time. You know, and and you never know when you do. So it's not like when some when you have a what seems like a even a hostile conversation that person says to you in the moment. You know what? You just changed my mind. But if you get them thinking, get those mental gears spinning they might change their mind in the days or weeks afterward and realize, you know what? Ratchet Republican was right. I can't argue against <laughs> yeah. him. You know, you know what? I think give him the cha- satisfaction of telling him, but he was right. You know what? I think is changing minds too. The whole trans issue. The whole trans yeah, issue well. <laughs> is, is a non-starter with the black community. Yeah. Good right? luck with that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that may change some minds and may flip some people, but yeah, if as long as the Democrats keep that money flowing in, well, it's going to be hard to change. One thing mind. I admire about you is your enthusiasm. So don't <laughs> lose that. And I, I, I promise you, you're going to persuade at least a few. And that's better than none. So please keep that's at true. it. Yep. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. S- speaking of uh, lost causes or difficult causes, and I don't mean to say this is the exact same because it's not quite. Um, Because I believe this one truly is lost. And I don't think uh, Ratchet Republicans necessarily is. But I was watching a news story just before we came on. And it was all about 
all the money and training that we're still doing for Somali special forces. And I thought, isn't that a uh, contradiction in terms Somali special forces? Or maybe it's quite accurate. Maybe they are very, very special. Uh, yeah, Somali really, special real forces. Special. But yes, we've spent all this money for so many years arming and training these Somali special forces guys and girls that the, uh, the news story was highlighting. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm sure it's just one more check and one more training session until they go oust Al-Shabaab. The second we leave, all those guys are going to be, go become Al-Shabaab militants. Guaranteed. Why do and we even bother? It's, <clears throat> the idea that we're just going to cut checks and do you know, certain exercises in Mogadishu and all of a sudden Western values are going to sprout up and flourish. It's never going to happen. And and I know the counter that that I'm supposed to believe is, well, if you don't if you don't stop Al-Shabaab, if you don't go in there and get them, they're going to grow in power and they're going to come and get you. Now, in most internet in in most international contexts, I can understand how letting a rival uh, grow might be self-defeating. I am of all the people I'm not worried about Somali pirates off the, the Horn of Africa, like just they. <laughs> just give captain phillips a gun and we'll be okay that's all we need to do <laughs> just give captain phillips a rifle and we don't have to go to somalia anymore yeah it's not really our problem oh no we're ice we're, we're cut off from somalia where will we import our what do they even sell like what do you get from somalia um really skinny immigrants <laughs> i guess we will we'll be fresh out of those anyway I've talked enough about it. I just couldn't believe the news story. Like, oh, man, the Somali special forces, they're going to do it. I bet. I bet. Yeah. They're very, very close. Richard Parker's up next. Richard Parker, are you there? Good evening. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, as an addendum, Richard or uh, Tucker Carlson recently stated that uh, gay marriage is uh, not a big deal. And if two people love each other, that's perfectly fine with him. What? I don't know if caught that oh, this um, that's right we uh, i forgot our prior conversation was uh you're the guy who's very interested in in being uh specific about the details of uh of homosexuality correct well trying to refute it in an intellectually astute yeah. secular way so you're saying tucker um, when was tucker's bit when did this happen uh, a few months ago devin stack featured it and he doesn't like tucker carlson i think tucker carlson gets kind of a bad rap but that was uh that proves to me that they're not. That this is going to be here for a while. So oh, the gay war is coming. Yeah, the gay war is. Uh, there's no. There's no avoiding that. The march is on. I heard and that they, Devin Stack has been killing it lately, but I haven't yeah. been following him. Did he do a documentary on Capture the Freedmen's? Uh, he did. Um, the oh, one on my Beatles is even better because I was apt to think that that guy wasn't uh, proven guilty. Does he think doubt. that Damien Eccles did it? You'll have to watch the documentary. I Ooh, recommend it. is it on BitChute? It's on Odyssey. Okay. So what I called about about is to attack the naivety in the Anglo-American world about it, individual autonomy and individual liberty. And this was inspired by some tranny person. <laughs> I think it's a bit of an oxymoron because I don't think transgenders are really people at all. But uh, he said, I need <laughs> to respect people. this person. All right, all right. I'll let you. I'm going to let you finish. This I person's <laughs> uh, individual autonomy. And it's so yeah. naive because the individual is formed in drastic, incalculable ways by the cultural milieu he was born into. 
Um, you don't watch much cinema, but there's a movie about the porn industry in the late 70s called Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. And the character Amber Waves is actually based on a composite of two life real pornographic actresses. And she's a coke addict and she's a boomer slut who's doing uh, pornographic films. And she gets her son taken away, which touches me personally because of my own bad history with a, uh, a dysfunctional family where I had to leave my own mother when I was 14. You consider the time and place where she was born into as a boomer woman in the 70s, high coke, porn burgeoning, free love, all this stuff. Her choices are basically predetermined by the cultural milieu she was born into. Whereas if a woman was born on an Amish plantation or the Bund Deutscher Mädel in Germany in 1930s and 40s, these ideas would not be able to enter her head. That's true. By the same by the same token, one transgender person, quote unquote, the oxymoran that it is, uh, was featured on the Trooney Tunes Twitter account, um, flipping off to his mother, um, saying that he's gonna disown her because she dead names him and all this. And the tragic thing about it is a day or two later, the mm-hmm. same individual was posting on the male to female subreddit about how he's about done with the transgender. Uh, plight because it's impossible. You can't change your sex or gender. And these trannies loop him back in by talking him back into it as part well, of a subculture. by your own logic, shouldn't we have sympathy for transgender people because they're a product of the cultural milieu? Yes, that's my point. And that's why I reject our notions of freedom of speech and why we need it. I think it's probably too late, but we need far-right authoritarianism which yes. suppresses and buries people who utter things that should not be uttered. As an example, I don't think anyone would ever tolerate AI-generated kitty porn, because right. even though it's not actually victimizing a child, it's putting the idea into people's heads. It's mainstreaming this, and it's like the fable about grizzly bears. You don't want them to get a taste of human flesh, because once they get that taste for human flesh, they become man-eaters. You don't want these sexual proclivities in the mainstream culture because then it becomes something that becomes a mainstream fetish yeah yeah but and then well, it gets really hard to be to put it back to put the I, genie I, back in the bottle I you are dis- singing my tune i bro. don't dispute the concept of a moral authority in fact i think it's necessary and i think it's real which is why i'm searching for it but my pushback on this is who is the human that is going to enforce this moral perfection who is that person you have that inside you by understanding that even if AI-generated kitty porn doesn't victimize actual children, it should not be tolerated. My moral system thinks well, that it encourages miscegenation. And re- what? That's God, though. That's not a yeah. guy telling me that. That's God. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm a far-right European mold type of guy, and I'm a secular right-winger who looks to blood and soil and tradition and history well you're looking to something else beyond just blood and soil if you think that kitty porn is wrong there's some other moral structure that's telling you that fair fair enough but like if you take like gambling for example and you consider how naive libertarianism was with gambling and how if you allow i think last year there was 280 million dollars in gambling advertising and there was this guy in trigonometry who said, like, it's not a victimless crime. It's as addictive as cocaine. And he talks about higher divorce rates and how if you let gambling as a vice be prolific in your society, then people aren't saving for a mortgage or they're not saving for the kid's uh, college fund 
where people have trouble paying their rent and then they get evicted. Or there are stories where people have such a problem with yeah, it that they steal from their I small business. I don't business. dispute the problems here. I'm just asking who's the guy who's going to do this perfect enforcement? Well, you, you, can, you can look at morality in most instances on a utilitarian perspective and you can just see the harm that these no, things I, I, do I can to agree society. with your policy prescriptions. I'm just asking who is the authoritarian to do it? Who oh, is you mean he? Like how an is he? Individual that exists now? Yeah. How, uh, how do we how do we get I, him? Well, I'm I'm concerned. Well, I don't think it's going to happen in the United States because I think the immune system uh, that the current government has is too strong. But I mean, theoretically, I really revere Franco because Franco saved Spain from communism and anarchism. Pinochet was great. Um, Uncle Eddie, I actually have a unique perspective on. I'm a hardcore Verabu. I think most of the grievances of the German people were absolutely legitimate, but Hitler fucked it up. He lost the war. He got Germany involved in a war with three peer powers simultaneously, and there are German officers who committed suicide when he made the radio address that he was declaring war in the United States because they knew that they can't beat both, you know, three United Kingdom, USSR, and USA all at the same time. This Uh, is the best um, call we have ever had. If you've ever read Starship, I'm just asking how how is the I'm I'm genuinely curious how the guy is selected, if not just like, is it, it just is a strong man problem. by it's the sword? Problem, yeah. That's downstream. But the point is, I, I and no, the reason it's, why it's I'm it's this fundamental to, to, to how we achieve well, no, the, the goals first that thing that we have to understand is we have to understand that individual autonomy is a lie in a chimera. It's defined well, no, by not, the culture that we're I'm born into. I'm not going to agree on that. Individual autonomy is a moral truth. I agree with a lot of your moral prescriptions that there are good and bad behaviors you should or should not engage with. What I disagree with is that there's some perfect guy out there who's going to not just tell me what to do, but enforce those things on me and do it with perfect accuracy. I don't think that exists. But he's not talking about legal enforcement. He's talking about cultural enforcement. He's talking about a mentality, and the left has this. And the one thing I'll give with the left is they are wrong about the particulars. But at the most abstract philosophical level, when Ellen Page goes on the Colbert show and says racism, whatever she's complaining about, isn't a discussion, at the most abstract level, she is correct because she refuses to tolerate what she incorrectly sees as immoral. The problem is that if she is the one who is immoral. It's race mixing that's immoral. It's all these things championed by the left. And the left is on the cusp of going from a soft tyranny where people lose their job and they get shamed to putting people in gulags because they have the fervor, they have the conviction to act on what they know is right and wrong. The only problem is, is what they think is right and wrong is completely wrong. The right, right but I, I would say that's understand. inherent. There's nobody who's going to be right 100% of the time, and that's why those individual rights have to be maintained. Not just the individual right to behave poorly in certain circumstances, but the individual right to belong or not belong I, the, I, I never suggested or, that or somebody could be right 100. I never suggested somebody or an authority can be right 100 of the time. Well, then, but, but what is wrong is what's happened over the past 80 years, where you consider how American and European society was in the 30s to what it is today. We've tried the idea of the marketplace of ideas, and it's failed. And it's failed because no, people no. have this idea no. that, that I, the individual yeah. is just an island. The, the marketplace of ideas has produced the greatest prosperity the world's ever seen. The, the, the free exchange of ideas is how we find the truth. That's how we compare it. The, the only reason we know what ideas are good is because of that competition. It's but it's not just- failed because look at what's allowed in our culture. It's failing. 
And no, John Stuart Mill, he, just he be, never could You can point to individual bad ideas and say this happened. But again, you're not going to have perfection in the short term. You have to allow these ideas to compete to allow I, the truth to emerge. But the left is not going to allow a competition of, of different truths. Like they're, they're not going well, that, to do that. that. There is no that's free why exchange you, of ideas. That's yeah. why you retain the second individual right of self-defense. I yeah. wouldn't say that it's individuals' ideas. I'd say it's the composite of the sickness that is destroying Mother Europe and Western civilization as a whole. The well, other well, thing me, I would say, in, I, we're yes. going to have to wrap this up. But uh, I, just as a final question, if not for the competition of ideas, where does the truth come from? To a large degree, moral conviction. I mean, there are some things on the edges that I think that you know you should have a debate on. But when you're talking about a subreddit that convinces confused adolescents to uh, lip off to his mother and when he's on the brink of realizing that you can't change sex or gender, that's beyond science fiction, that these ideas are harmful and they shouldn't be allowed just the same way that you would not. I don't think you would allow AI-generated kiddie porn, even though it doesn't actually involve kids, because of its tendency to normalize that and give people a taste for that. Well, <laughs> we, we've actually had this, di we've had this discussion, discussion and yeah. debate on the show. And, and I think, <laughs> well, because that is a very interesting discussion, I'm going to table that one for right now because we've gone on a little bit long. But um, last thing I, I want to ask you, and I, 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 I'm genuinely interested. I'm not trying to, to gotcha or something like that. I f I'm trying to understand your philosophy here. Um, if the truth, because you mentioned you're secular or you're non-religious. Is that correct? I, I am. It's hard for me in the United States because I, I, you know, you've known, you know me now. I don't like mainstream Republicans. Uh -huh. I fit mostly in the European far right, but, which but, is generally more secular and it's more about blood and but, race and soil. I, and, I guess and my question is, do you believe about, in God? I'm an agnostic slash atheist, but that doesn't okay. mean I don't believe in morality. It's well, that, because but this I is believe my question. in morality. Yeah. So if it's not the competition of ideas and it's not God, where does that morality come from? I would say that it comes from the outrage and the indignation I feel, for example, hmm. when I saw that uh, young woman getting strung out on testosterone and trying to change her voice and rendering herself completely unsuitable as a wife, a girlfriend or a mother. And how it's not just destroying her life, but her loved ones. And somewhere there's a young man who would go out with her or potentially marry her. And now she's off the board. And so for every one of those, there's another person who's harmed by not having a potential companion. It's, it's, I think it's something deep inside someone to feel that moral indignation and understand that these things should not be tolerated. And those who are opposed to the left don't say that. They carry on with these naive ideas about individual autonomy that are just not true because the culture that one is born into from the language you speak, from the language that you come to like as a teenager and in a young adulthood, so many different things are, are determined by the culture that you're born into. Like Amber Waves, the two women that she's, her character is based on, you take that same woman and you put her in Bund Deutscher Mädel in 1930s Germany. She's not going to be thinking right. about becoming a Our, porn actress and a cook we, addict. We, we got to wrap this up, but, th but thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate your enthusiasm yeah, good evening. as always. You too. Damn my tune, that guy. Well, I, 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 
I'm not exactly following. Um, and I, I don't How that was so coherent. No, I, I actually don't agree. And I'm not trying to take shots, especially on if if we think that there is a, a an objective, perfect morality out there that can be simply installed and enforced. Where does that come from and who does the installation? And, well, and from it, it my has perspective, to be I'd, found from from God. I mean, we need that's why we need Christian right wing authoritarianism. Uh, I agree that, uh, that, that Christian values are a good bet, but um, mm-hmm. but you know through the through the mechanism of force, I would disagree with, of course. But yeah, I mean, okay, we we don't have to start legally enforcing these things. Can we get like a a few social enforcers? But what's like, what's right wing authoritarianism without the enforcement? Are you just talking the no social enforcers? All right, yeah. we pay um, like a hundred thousand uh, dollars to one college student like one hot college student per 20 group 20 girls you know and then um she just destroys the lives of sluts like just ruins them just starts rumors and beats them and you know just like you know maintain social order within that so we just need like actual thugs like yes thugs with the proper moral aim exactly that's exactly what i'm going for thuggery more more white thuggery yeah i I guess what what i find confusing or what i don't understand is that there's this perfect morality to enforce on others we don't know where it comes from but it certainly should be enforced strictly and it's very clear and these are the standards uh he's missing the religious angle okay uh even then it's like well um like the left has the right authoritarian ideas, but mm. the it's in the wrong direction or they're wrong in their premises. It's like, yeah, but every, every other group is going to be wrong in its premises. If you ask you, and again, yeah. that's why it's so important to maintain those individual rights to belong or not belong to any community you see fit. That's why the authority has to be localized, not centralized. Because invariably, always, you're going to look over at that other group and say, they're wrong about that. I don't want to associate with them because they're wrong about that. That's precisely why the top-down authoritarianism doesn't work. And mm-hmm. maybe, and I, I want to be as fair to him as possible, because he's not coming in here and saying, I should, I should be king of the world. I get to control everyone. That sort of thing might work in a community that voluntarily submits to it. If if your village, your city, maybe even your state wants to submit to that. But to, to the idea that one strong man is going to successfully impose that on a country of three, 300 million people. That's not going to happen mm-hmm. and probably shouldn't happen. Yeah, but diversity in government isn't stopping <clears throat> isn't stopping the country from um, moral decay. Uh what, what do you mean by diversity in that context? Not, you know, like diversity of of thought, uh, even the diversity of having a bureaucracy. I, I'm still not following exactly. Okay, so you have like one authoritarian regime. Let's say it consists of 40 people. Um, yeah. We have a bureaucracy of, of hundreds of thousands. How many government? There are millions of government employees, Too aren't many. there? Yeah. Um, Lots having that diversity i'm not talking about ethnic diversity or anything like having any kind of diversity even in terms of like the number of people that work for the government is not preventing us from uh having a totally dysfunctional society we're talking about localizing control when we talk about the federal bureaucracy that's the opposite yeah 
I know. I the know problem what you're is saying. not if only the bureaucrats were uh, committed followers of Jesus. Don't get me wrong. I would take committed followers of Jesus over the status quo in the bureaucracy, but I'd rather have the bureaucracy go away and you get to live in your own chosen community of followers of Jesus instead of having it imposed on you from people who live 2000 miles away and maybe even think they're following Jesus, but you disagree because of X, Y, and Z. They don't follow him correctly. You know, that's true. Annabeth yeah. just said blonde stream of having a dictator fails in the U S because you guys have guns. That is also <laughs> anyway, I, I, and, 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 um, by the way, Richard, I hope I, I'm actually very interested in this philosophy. So I know it's kind of a, a back and forth and I know I'm not giving you a chance to respond to this particular piece of it, but uh, I appreciate your contribution. I hope that doesn't come off as dismissive or something. Cause that's exactly the kind of stuff that I like to talk about. I like having, the fun of this show and the fun of this exchange is like challenging what you what you think and, and believe to be uh, obviously true and um, getting pushback on that. So I appreciate it. Let's see. Uh, we went way past our super chat break. Why don't we just take a break at the top of the hour? Catch up with super okay. chats then. Appreciate your patience with the chats, guys. Uh, we will get to them in about 15, 20 minutes. Let's talk to Gilgamesh in the meantime. Gilgamesh, are oh, hey. right there? Hey, hey. Hey. Thanks for your patience. Sorry, it was a bit of a wait. Clearly, we got uh, we got into something interesting. It's fine. I I was just talking to uh, dangerous spaces. Oh, I wanted to say this. I don't know if people have told you the the whole thing with Tim Pool. What happened? You know, oh, are you going to be our guy? Portland? Oh, you're the guy. Okay, he admitted this. Brittany Venti covered this on her channel. He said the reason I blocked Jeremy. He said Jeremy was because he made a meme. He took Tim Pool's picture and superimposed Jack Murphy's beard. And he didn't like that. So he said, I no, no, he him. superimposed Jack Murphy's beard on Tim Pool's. Head. Yeah. And he said, he said, that's why he blocked him on Facebook and Twitter. He admitted this. And Brittany Venti then goes, oh, what does that mean for me? Am I going to be blocked because I have a, a meme of, of Tim Pool's face superimposed with Eliza Blue? Hmm. And Aww. I said, oh, it's funny. And the whole reason this kicked off was that Brittany Venti was trying to find out about this music video that Eliza Blue did and talked to her mother about and proud to do. She had her band saying that it was an illicit photo, and that's why she's banned from Twitter, and then it got worse and worse, and now she's trying to get people banned off of YouTube for even talking about her. She said, Jeremy covered oh, this. It's the old Streisand effect. Yeah. Yes, oh. she made it worse, and then Tim Pool goes, called called Eliza Blue and Jack Murphy nobodies, but yet, and it's like, but yet you brought him on multiple times. You paid a journalist to go to January, to go to her parents' farm, to interview her and do a puff piece, yet you're calling them nobodies. He's, and then he said, when his fans said, we're unsubscribing, he goes, okay, bye. I don't need you. I have Eliza's fans. Yet, uh. You want to hear the, kid, the funniest thing she said? And I thought, and she, she won't block me on Twitter. She said, that the guy that she really wants to be able to hook up with is Ben Shapiro. Oh God! Well, that's, Eliza that's, said that's, that. Or that is yes. so much worse oh, yes. than lying yes, about sex actually, trafficking. I know, and and <laughs> you're an it, it, And there's an article from the Daily Beast. You got to read it, where her friend talks about that all of this and exposes her as a complete liar and everything, and how she tried to get her friend in front of her husband to prostitute herself out for five hundred dollars. Good Lord. Okay, so th I didn't even know who this chick was. This is a total Jack Murphy situation. Either. I like, didn't know. It was well, pretty venti. I just don't, ca I just don't care about yeah, this. But it's, yeah, it's, I mean, 
yeah, the only reason people are covering this is because Britney's been blocked on Twitter and she's been accused of, tr- well, you know, is her account, uh, when you say blocked, like she was suspended she's or blocked at it. she's yeah, she's suspended until she deletes the two tweets. She can't really? go on Twitter and she won't do it because essentially she says, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't use an illicit photo. This was a screenshot from a music video. And essentially Eliza Blue's accusing of her trying to traffic her. Yeah. No tweets uh, for a couple weeks now, not yeah, since January 19th. Yeah. And other people, like one guy named Defango, completely got his account permabanned over this. And then, oh yeah, it's getting, and and then Ferran, her channel's called Ferran Balance. She's an actual journalist. She's doing a documentary about Eliza Blue. It's taking a little longer to get it done that she's going to put on her YouTube channel. But she's also covered this whole thing. Christy Bears covered it. And it got to Star Wars goal. She's been getting harassed over this too because she decided to cover it. And it's just, and it's called the Streisand effect. She's made it worse and made people really, you know, and I hate the fact that she thinks that she can play victim when there's real victims out there who are sexually abused or trafficked and she wants to sit there and act like she's the victim. No, no. And I take it personal because I was a victim of sex abuse three times. Oh my God. When I was young. Good Lord, where were your parents? Well, for one, I was, I've been removed. When I was a kid, I was removed from my real parents and we were adopted. When I was a little kid, what happened was I was in a tree house with, with my sister, my two brothers, and her friend. When they left, she st- and I didn't know what she was doing. She pulled my pants down and put my dick in her mouth. And I was like, I know what she was trying to do, what? but I was confused. What the hell is she doing? Then my, How old I, were you? I was probably seven. How old was she? What the? F- she was about probably 10 or older because you know probably 10 years old i had no idea what she was doing now i do and then a family member i trusted because i was considered kind of retarded i trusted him said that oh this is what family members do when they love you they basically have sex with you so he convinced me to, to yeah and I hate, I was angry at him for years. Then he had a car accident. He can't remember anything. So I forgive him because God punished him for what he did to me. Even though I told my family what he did, they didn't believe me. Oh my God. This, this took. Yeah, this was the- when I was much older. When I was old enough to finally tell the truth because he made, he told me if I ever said he would kill me. So I stayed quiet and I went to a group home. I told everybody there what happened as my family walked in. They didn't, I didn't. And then we went camping. And I found out the next day, this guy who went camping with this black guy came to my tent while I was asleep and tried to rape me. He Good God. Yeah. He took my clothes off. I was, I'm a heavy Was sleeper, this in so he, foster care too? No, no. This was just in a group home. I was removed because I was in trouble. I had a lot of problems. My parents couldn't deal with it. So they sent me to a group home where I met Phil Knight's son. And we went camping and... Essentially, I was asleep, and I sometimes sleep my eyes open, and I didn't know till the, they thought I was awake. I told they told me what happened next day. I wanted to kill him. He apparently took my clothes off, sucked my dick, and then tried to. They caught him in the act of trying to fuck me in the ass. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, so you were, you were sleeping when this happened? Did no, none of I these? Did you, none of these people get punished? In. They were doing it. They were doing. No, he got arrested. He got arrested and charged, and he went. I think they sent him to to uh, like juvenile hall, and I think he went to prison because it turned out he was a serial. He had been doing this elsewhere. 
but they didn't they didn't know he was actually in that he was removed from it from another group home because he raped a kid there good yeah. lord this okay. group home this whole this place i was sent to didn't even know he was actually why he was this this was a this. this was some kind of group home for for yeah. for kids uh with yeah. troubled Boys families or something girls. Yeah. okay that were removed from their families and everything you it. know like i couldn't live at home because i had i was a really messed up kid and well, I, I suppose if, the, why, if there yeah. is a place that's going to attract uh, child abusers that would be yeah. one such place you know and i basically um, wanted they charged him with raping me and so i've never talked about this for a long time but seeing this liza blue thing it's like it pisses me off that she's trying to play victim when actual victims are out there sure and i hate right. i don't want to talk about this but i felt the need that it you know that to come forward and say this it's not something i feel i've ever said okay it's time to talk about this i want to Good brag about God. yeah so when she says she's been abused i'm like no bitch you've never been trafficked and you're hoeing your ass out is what she did it pisses me off that she's playing victim when she's never been and when you listen to an actual victim of, of human trafficking they'll tell you who the guy is who you know what happened in detail well she yeah. she just made a music video how does how does the story hinge on this music video Oh, because she wanted to be she wanted to be a dancer like the fly girls on in living color that's why she wanted to do this music video she tracked down this company and and got them to make the music video with her in it dressed like a real like a pretty much a prostitute where they put the camera almost up her ass and Ugh. then because people this got attention this one's on youtube for six years because of britney venti wanting to find out about this get clarification this is where everything goes you know, for her completely spirals out of control and she's acting like a victim when she's not. And it frankly pisses me the fuck off. Wow. Yeah. Tons of people are talking about this. Well, yeah. uh, thanks for the thoughts and thanks for, uh, oh, yeah. thanks for, I was wanted to speaking honestly that about so it. You guys understand yeah. why people are pissed off. And sure. Talking about this because yeah. of what she did to Brittany Venti. It's not because nobody cares that she hoed her ass out. It's the, the faking that you're a victim of human trafficking when you're not. All right. Is yeah. Thank you, man. Oh, you Appreciate guys have call. a good night. You See you, Gogomash. Oh yeah. Bye. Wow. Good many Lord. many twists and turns this evening. My goodness. She, this is a really hoey music video. Real. Is this hoey. a new music video? No, I don't know anything about this. I don't even know what her claim to fame is. I've never heard of her until this particular uh controversy pretty hot uh, no she has like the i don't know it's the short oh my gosh she was right it really is like a camera off her butt <laughs> okay so she's a musician she's a singer what is she? she's i don't a, even know what she is a giant whore hmm. nicholas Hello. are you there man you guys have some heavy calls tonight I, I, you, uh, you never know what you're gonna get man uh, well, I'll try to keep it lighter. Good evening. And have you gotten Matt Jr. out on the slopes yet? Uh, no, he's he's still too young to do any skiing or snowboarding or anything, but it depends on your definition. Isn't he almost of, two? No, he's not even a year and oh, a half okay. yet. Um, All right, well, but it depends on your definition of on the slopes. We did some sledding over uh, over Christmas time. Aww, that was pretty fun. fun. Yeah, that there was pretty you cool. Go. You know, it's, it's always fun... Uh, when we go to uh if you do sledding or you take him to like a slide or you take him to something where he can go fast and there's a slight element of danger because dad's yep. role is always finding what the threshold of comfort is you know this we I found out that like the comfort of sled speed is a little lower than i expected although i think he developed was he like ah! 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it's Your role him. is to expand his threshold. Yeah, I got yeah. him got him scared a little bit. Uh today we went down to one of the, the bigger slides in a park that's by the house. And actually he handled that really well. I didn't know Good. if he was gonna freak out or not. But slides are a hit. The sledding was kind of that that pushed the limits a little bit, but the slides uh he's more comfortable with. Very cute. Well, um my last call was so bad that the embarrassment led me to research and dedicate this call to effective messaging. I don't even. What, what was your last? What was your last? I don't remember. Have you listened to this uh, show? We embarrass John... ourselves weekly. Well, I thought Pride I Month was, was a week. I was using the word like, like a drunk valley girl. Ah. And I was not very coherent, mainly because the topic was so verboten that I was concerned I was going to ruin the rest of my life. By what was the, the topic? I, I can't recall. Uh, John, John Birch Society. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I, this, this was the meeting that I you went to, right? Well, it was Blonde, you were in the bathroom puking or some shit. So That's right. I, I was, oh, was this when I had norovirus like two yeah, weeks ago? You were my you were my target audience for the call. And Matt was listening in like, the hell is this guy talking? You were about? talking about oh. going to a meeting of old anti-communists, but they turned out to be mostly just uh, naive old boomers people. in your description. Like, ah, okay. I don't remember this call being uh, remarkable in any kind of embarrassment capacity. We talked oh, about it, it for hours. It yeah, okay. we're like that guy's okay. a loser. Well, <laughs> hopefully he never calls again. It's so funny how people have these views of their own calls, and then we we don't talk about it. We just kind of. I, uh, I don't know. People, I th- people I think are more self-conscious. People, than, uh, yeah, for people, to th- yeah, th- that's part of it. You you feel self-conscious, uh, and and I understand it's not easy to go into someone else's place and and talk about. It's it's hard to do that. I respect the the uh, I don't know if bravery is the right term, but it takes it, it's it's not it's not easy to do. It's not just talking with your friends in the privacy of your own home. But I I do think that people think number number one. I think people think they are more embarrassing than they come off as. And people think that we remember more than we actually do. Like yeah, I, one time I was in a confession with my priest and I was like telling him all this stuff. And, and I was like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do face-to-face confession anymore. This is embarrassing. And he's like, listen, uh, I've heard an abortion today yeah. and uh, like four people that have cheated on their wives. I will immediately forget this as soon as you leave. <laughs> like I, I will immediately forget. Yeah. The the and, level um, of bad that a call would have to be for Blonde and I to discuss it later, like off the air, would be be like <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it would we're have not to even like, going to talk about this Gilgamesh thing later. It would have to be a threat. <laughs> well, is what yeah, I mean. Some shit. Yeah, it's uh, I that's some of the heaviest stuff I've ever heard Poor said guy, to yeah. us on the air. I mean, that, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty crazy stuff. But uh, anyway, I didn't mean to divert your call. I just wanted no, to. No, uh, I wanted to reassure you in uh probably a not reassuring way but well I, I, I think just the the main crux was that it's important for our movement to effectively communicate ideas that are either going to strengthen or weaken us as a group or even destroy us and wanted to i, I listened to uh, greg johnson leather apron have some good concepts on effective messaging but i wanted to ask what techniques you guys use for your effective messaging and Matt, you're you're pretty much a pro at this, putting out pretty routine stuff. And Blonde, I would say you are as well, although you don't put out as much routine stuff. Um, <laughs> what what are your what are your techniques for effective messaging? Do you just mean like um, reaching the widest audience, or 
or being influential Converting amongst the, the most normies. No. Mm. Well, that's that's one of the things that Leather Apron says is, hey, we've got the in-group messaging down pat. We don't need to work on that. We need to work on bringing the normies to the table. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I'm as good at it as Matt, but when I started my YouTube channel, I always wanted it to be like, um, how old are you? I am 36. Okay, so I'm 35, Matt's 35. And I remember the way that we just used to talk to each other, like in middle school and in high school, like, dude, shut up, bag. And it was so, it was all fun and games. And there, there wasn't this, this level of seriousness to conversation. And I, and I always wanted to have this YouTube channel where it felt like I was talking to my audience, like we were friends in high school. And, and I think that that's relatable. Like, I, I just don't want to get hung up on, um, using certain terms and, you know, I, I try to widen the origin window by being crass. I think that's really important. Um, and you know, you convert the normie by being likable, but also by having a message that rings true. Interesting. All right. And Matt for you. Yeah. Well, there, there is a reason that I choose to do both formats of what I do. One is like a very, it's, it's scripted. I'm being deliberate about every word that I that I choose because I want to be as precise as possible and as well prepared and researched as possible. And then this show, and by this show, I mean both the Wednesday and the Sunday production, obviously they're a little bit different, but there is value to what Bond's talking about too, where it's more conversational, more off the cuff, not scripted necessarily because you gain that, that conversational appeal. And there, there are value to both of those things. There's value to both of those things. And that's why I choose to do both. But when I'm thinking about, my most deliberate speaking, which is my solo stuff that I'm that I'm writing ahead of time. The people who generally impress and persuade me the most are aware of the counter argument. They're able to anticipate yes. what a critic of their own work mm-hmm. would say or their own argument would say. They're mm-hmm. able to anticipate that and they're able to counter it. And, I, I you know, I, I it's not like I'm doing that all the time, every time, because that would be an endless video. But there are if there are obvious obvious pushbacks or obvious criticisms that you know people would say if you didn't address it, that should be included. Oh, you might say X, Y, or Z. Here's ABC counter to those things. The, those people, the people who are able to do that effectively are are always the most impressive and, and the smartest to me because um, they're fully aware of all of the arguments involved. They've allowed those ideas to compete and they can tell you why the perspective they're advocating is the superior one. Right. And so, yeah, it's just, it, it's like, just be aware of the other side. And I know that that's easier said than done. I'm not saying I have a perfect perception of, you know, the leftist criticism or something like that, but I try to at least be aware of it uh, because you have, you're going to have to counter it. You're going to have to beat it. That's okay. a weird way to phrase it. You're gonna have to defeat it. Yeah, and that's what Matt's good at beating yeah. it. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I'd I'd say that that fits you very well. Um, and that that kind of aligns with what Leather Apron Club was talking about. Was hey, know your facts. Discuss you know f- three to five facts and know them inside and out, and go at them without much narration, but lead your facts in such a way that the person derives their own conclusion from the facts but Mm. it's the conclusion that you had intended them to find yeah you got to make people think that that it's their own idea exactly that's the key to high level manipulation you got to trick them into thinking they're smart blonde says 
Exactly. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Good, good salesmanship. You make people feel heard, even though they're stupid and what they're saying doesn't matter. And then you implant an idea and then they think Eureka, but really they're just recalling something that you've already told them. Well, non-ironically blonde, that's a great idea. Totally. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, Are you talking about Greg Johnson of Countercurrents? Yes. Uh, yes. Love that guy. That guy's actually, actually, great. yeah. My my final thought, if you're kicking me off, which is yeah, fine. Sure. Um, I would like to suggest that everybody Google countercurrents grammar, just countercurrents grammar, um, and he has a beautiful. It's going to sound boring as shit, but grammatical lesson that will help you find all of your grammatical faux pas that make you sound like an idiot not you guys but the audience in general well, everybody has like them i have them too. yeah we all do when yeah when there is being... versus there are indeed yes exactly yeah, yeah. few few ver- or less, less versus, versus fl- fewer we talk fewer. about that all the time yeah so so if, oh, if you the are misuse more clear, of begging the question yes uh, uh, if, i just oh, never use that did you listen to that that no i'm looking at the the timestamps right now um yeah I do this all the time. So, yeah, you guys should, well, everybody should listen to it. It will make you a more convincing communicator. And I appreciate both of your time and hope you have a great night. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Oh, this is making me way overdue for our chat break. So I want to get right to it. Thanks for your patience, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. We're all clear on rumble. I should have reminded people, um, rumble is available for chats to be read these days. So if, uh, if you didn't catch that on Sunday and you are a rumble viewer, understand that, uh, rumble chats are now integrated. So those are available. Let's see. Um, on tippy stream and YouTube, Holden Mulray says, hi, truth seekers. Conflated topic of the week, anti-vax versus anti this particular vax versus anti-mandate. Cheers and God bless. Yeah, that uh, even before all this Corona stuff, when I was back then, I was much less skeptical of vaccines than I am now, for better or worse, whether it's reasonable to be skeptical of all of them on the basis of skepticism of the Corona stuff. You decide. But I, whenever people would say anti-vax even before that, it always bothered me because I need to know what you mean. Do you right. mean a, an an opponent of the of taking the vaccine voluntarily or otherwise? Or do you mean an opponent of forcibly stabbing someone? Because I've never been a proponent of forcibly stabbing someone. It's called uh, assault and or battery. Yes, indeed. Logan Orr says, have you guys seen the jogger map from Rochester, Minnesota? Two kids, only 179 days in jail. No offender registry at all. (laughs) Uh, Some some people have destroyed that once great state. I didn't even know what I I have no idea what this is about. This is I haven't seen this story. Do you know what the story is? Mm -mm. A map from Rochester, Minnesota. Two kids. Yeah, I don't I don't know the story, Logan. So if um, if I. If you want to send it to me, I'll happily take a look. I'm sorry I don't know the reference, but thank you for supporting the show. Chris Hansen says, uh, I don't even call my show to catch a predator anymore. We call so many leftists or we catch so many leftists that we named renamed the show to catch a liberal. Some of the greatest uh, TV ever produced. I'm uh, both for the entertainment factor and for the social utility. It's a it's a real bummer that that show had to end. And the reason it had to end is because of the liability of a guy killing himself. A bunch of people committed suicide. Was it more than one? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously, I am not. Uh, I I understand the moral considerations of that consequence. 
and why the producers might say, "Mm, maybe this isn't a great idea. And didn't they do it with like 16 year olds sometimes? Well, they were accused of, uh, yeah, of, of towing that line too closely. But a lot of the times it was not 16. It was like 12, 13. Yeah. If you're trying to hug up with like a, a 12 year old face, the wall, but if you're like a man that's 22 and the girl's 16, like we didn't ruin Rob Lowe's life. Hmm. Well, uh, Chris Hansen, I know was doing some YouTube stuff for a while. I don't know what he's doing now. Mark Thrasher says project Veritas is essentially an offshoot of Breitbart. Anyway, I don't know, man. Uh, really? I don't Veritas, know anything I, about its structure, apparently. So, yeah, I guess it's it's a larger company than I realized. But as far as in investigative reporting within a lot of these organizations that uh, have been having a lot of influence these days, I, I if I'm going to discredit Project Veritas, uh, I'd have to discredit basically everybody. I have yeah, I have yeah. a lot of admiration for the the work that goes on there. Not to say that it's all perfect and it can't be criticized the same as anything else, but uh, they're working hard to get you information that nobody else is. And I, I have to respect that. And this is suspicious after the Pfizer thing. Yeah. Why and now? it was just confirmed too. That guy does work at Pfizer. Uh, that He's still working there. In fact, the uh, Jordan, what's his face? Uh, Jordan Maybe Walker. Pfizer is, is doing something about this. And then they're just like trying to placate them by saying, um, we'll put them on administrative leave. Or something. Yeah. Tortuga. That state of the union speech was a, a real gaslighting shit show. But the good news is that half the women in the administration are still women, which makes the union strong. That's pretty much just <laughs> yeah. as valuable as the speech itself. I, I listened to the latter mm-hmm. half. Like once they, I turned it on right when they started heckling and there was that back and forth battle where they were yelling at him that he's a liar. And in my uh, prior days, I probably would have lamented, oh man, I, uh, our decorum has fallen apart. And I'm like, more more mudslinging more, more rage just they should all fist fight okay make it like uh those asian parliaments where they just start beating each other i i have that's true i i have no interest in preserving the decorum of uh of congress and the presidency at this point who gives a shit they they're not as long as they're polite when they steal my shit and ruin my country <laughs> that's all i care about bill biz uh, says, do you see where the Church of England is considering gender neutral terms for God? Will the wokeness never cease? As in the pronoun that you use for God? Because God itself is not really a gendered term. You refer to him as he, obviously. But Did you say Church of England? That's what this says. Are they lost? See, uh, this yeah. is this is what this is a problem. It's like the, this the this is supposed to be an authority on the morality as delivered by God, and here they are mixing, calling God a zerzi, something like that. A couple more here, and then we'll get back to the calls. Blonde canned my question, canned my email question. I ain't simping for you anymore, young lady. Uh, Bill Murray says, "I guess I won't be asking Blonde out anytime." Totally heartbroken. Well, I know that Blonde is a Bill Murray fan in general. You just don't find him to be a, a handsome man, apparently. Oh, no, he's super ugly. And uh, some credible reports have come out that uh, recently that he's like a huge asshole. Which Hmm. bothers me because he seems like he'd be friendly to fans. You know, I don't like it when celebrities are not friendly to fans. Uh, And it it seems like a common accusation that they're not. But 
my my sympathy with that too is like if you're a, a very publicly known person you're gonna have so many interactions and so many people constantly grasping at your true. attention that a few are bound to go sour no but just in a bad bad mood it, that day. he's a certain type of celebrity that i think has to be friendly to fans almost all the time like when i heard that video of christian bale ripping a new one on that uh that guy that was working in the on the set and it was like the best to, oh it was so funny oh, it made me like him so much more uh so i think maybe it's like the type of person that bill murray portrays himself as yeah, circumstantial right? not mm-hmm. all tirades not all outrage is equal it has to be justified it has to be yeah uh, yeah it has to be um well what has to be a product of of whatever prompted it anyway yeah yeah the last one, the Memphis Police Department, the only part of blonde we would beat is her butt. Oh, my. My God. Well, Lordy, don't go to Memphis, I guess. All right. Thanks for the patience I on the chats, won't. guys. We'll come back to them um, at the end of the show. I'll have to just circle back with you. We got to get in a few more callers before the bottom of the hour. So let's do that. Tom, you are ready. Hey, how you doing? What's what on up, your mind? Tom? Uh, well, I was just uh, walking with my wife today and and just bemoaning that all the money that's stolen from us, all the money that we entrust to our uh, to people to run our government and, and do our services and just so much Entrust of it. my ass. Well, okay. All right. Well, it's just that some of it I agree with. Some of the money that I paid to them, I I I can agree with the reason for, but just so much of it is just stolen, wasted. 11,000 cases of chicken wings you know it's like... <laughs> at least unless you're in uh cook county you probably didn't pay for those at least although maybe they got they probably did get some kind of federal grant at that school didn't they they probably <laughs> that did. bitch is an american hero good for her <laughs> did anybody figure out where where those chicken wings were going not to my knowledge I bet she was feeding her whole project yeah still remains a mystery tom did we lose him? We... No, oh there I we go we just... thought, thought, you, thought we lost you like wow, that joke really didn't go over very well. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we have a delay. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. Oh, all right. Well, okay. I guess the only other thing is um you're you're walking up the stairs and you get about halfway up and then you re- you remember something else that you want that's downstairs. Do you turn around and walk down the stairs or do you do do you walk down the stairs backwards? Wait, wait, wait. You, you turn around. Wait, what? I'm not sure I understood the hypothetical. Sorry, can you repeat it once more? Okay, you're, you're going upstairs. You're going up a flight of stairs. Yeah. Normal flight of stairs is 12 or 13 st- steps. Sure. So you get about six steps up, and then you remember, oh, man, I wanted to I wanted to go, you know, get this some ice for my drink. So I'm going to go back downstairs and, and get go to the kitchen and get that. Yeah. Do you turn mm. around and halfway on the flight and walk down the, the rest of the flight? Or do you walk backwards down the stairs, step back, step what back, What kind of psychopath back, No one on earth walks backwards. Do you You're do that? You're a very, very silly uh, person. I, it depends on how far I am. I'm, I'm almost all the way up to the top. I don't know why that makes me furious. You son of a bitch. You turn around. You turn around and you walk down the stairs like a normal person. The only person Uh, I know who goes down the stairs backwards is my uh, is my 17 month old son because he's too afraid to walk down them. So he turns around and goes backward on his stomach, treats it like a slide, basically. 
Oh, your wife sent me a picture of him today. He looks so much like you. He is a mini me. Um, anyway, sorry to divert. That's, that's like the only context in which the point is that's the context in which it's acceptable is if you're an actual toddler who is incapable of walking down the stairs. There's better be some analogy for for taxation or something. <laughs> no, it's just I'm just I, I guess I'm weirder than I thought. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you, you you're 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 wanting to eat cereal. And uh, you, you're a psychopath. Don't. So, so you go into the kitchen and you pour the milk into the bowl f- first because you're some kind of weirdo. And then you walk up the stairs. You realize, oh, damn, I forgot. Uh, I forgot to put the cereal in after the milk. So now I need to walk backwards down the stairs to go get the cereal. Uh, are you uh... milk first is an appropriate way to do this. It's, it's fine. That's nonsense. Nobody no, I disagree that. with that. Cereal yeah. first. Why? Milk is the more important part. Yeah, but the, the milk yes. is poured. The the ratio is decided with reference to the cereal. No, right. I care about the uh, how much milk I'm getting more than how much cereal I'm getting. Also, you need to pour the milk over the cereal so that the milk is is properly soaking no. into the cereal. You pour the milk in first. You want to do like a little half bowl. Then you put the cereal in. You can and then and then you and then you uh, spoon over the milk that's but then cereal. you've just created an unnecessary step it's like what do you want this to take five minutes instead of 30 seconds no i i just you know i just like to slowly eat cereal and just uh, you might as well walk down the stairs backwards you understand that's insane <laughs> these are basically the same thing anyway all right, get out of here dude all right tom i i always offer and last so word. my plan to to subvert the the uh talk show succeeds. I didn't yeah. even know that walking backward down the stairs is a was thing. an option. I've never. Yeah. It, it's not. It's just some stupid thing that I do that I just wanted to see if anybody was as weird as I was. And no. apparently nobody is. You know, so uh, you know, know, the closest thing I've seen, because I don't think I've ever witnessed this, but if you ever go to, um, have you ever noticed how creative people get on the Stairmasters sometimes at a gym? You know, people go up them sideways. They go up yeah, uh, yeah, skipping yeah. steps. Backwards. I've seen people doing it backwards. Yeah, that and I makes know sense. You're, you're trying to train different muscles or something, so I'm not necessarily taking shots. That's I just totally it, different. It looks really sketchy. Is all I'm saying. I've never. I don't. I don't do backwards stairmaster. I'm not doing that. But that's the closest thing I've seen. You people. Anyway, thank you, Tom. Thank you. Sketchy I don't know thing why about that stairmasters. Makes me so too. Mad. They're so they're they're up so high usually that if you were to have like a weird slip on the stairmaster, you're face planting several feet down. Uh, anyway, Raggle Fraggle's up next. Mister Raggle Fraggle, are you there? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's on your mind? Oh, so I have uh, two topics y'all can choose from. We can discuss Crowder and Daily Wire because I never really got to discuss it with you guys. Oh, that. Mm. Yeah, the ancient news, I know. That or you can, Blonde, you can try to explain to me how um, compound interest works. Okay. You want to, that's probably, uh, well, unless unless you feel like there's something uh, really important about the Crowder Daily Wire stuff that, that you want to say or that you feel like hasn't been discussed sufficiently, but we we certainly have talked it uh, to death between death. the two of us and yeah. with the audience. So if you want to talk uh, finance, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. So, so what I don't under, I don't understand is I I think of um, 
interest and investment in kind of old school terms, like you start a business or you start a farm or ranch, whatever it may be, it's, it takes time to get a return on investment in that. So I don't understand what is being invested in that returns on a compound basis on a short-term basis too. Um, it just wait, like funny to me. I'm not sure what, what the question is. You, you're not, you don't know what, what money is coming out when you are getting, when you're getting a return on investment. Right. The way I've always been explained, uh, the way interest works is like in the traditional sense of banking, you're letting the bank use your money to loan out to other people and they get interest on that uh, loan. And when they put the money back in your account, you get interest as well. So it's a kind of trickle down effect. So I don't understand what, what they're investing in that could be compounded. Okay. Well, um, there is, so, so you want to know about like interbank lending, not necessarily the nature of compound interest. Well, no, that's what I don't understand how you get a compound return in interest. You know what I mean? Because well, they make it like a, a really large amount, like 30%, 50% return in, on investment or something like that. What? Who's getting 50% ROI on anything? That's what I'm saying. That's what they make it sound like. So am I getting something wrong here? Well, you should be skeptical of anything that's giving you more than like a 10% annual return on investment. But when uh, we're talking about like a savings account, um, because of fractional reserve banking, I, I don't know how much they have they have to keep of your money uh, in cash, but I think it's like a really dismal percentage. But what you're paying for in terms of accruing interest is the bank's right to interbank lend money to lend money to other banks, um, and you're you're making interest so that they don't have to keep the sum of, um, of your money, uh, physically at the bank. So like there, there is some element of risk that is, um, taken by the consumer when they put any money in, in, in the banks, because there could be a bank run and, um, you just wouldn't have that money. But in terms of what compound interest is, I mean, you're just, you're just making interest on the money that you're keeping into, in your account. Right. So if you you invest a hundred dollars, you make a 5% interest at the end of it's you know accrued annually at the end of the year you're you're making a, a an additional five percent interest on 105 dollars right okay well that that just seems like normal interest rates i mean i don't understand it make they make people or they make it sound like people who are uber rich can put a substantial amount of money and get a return back that's you know it doesn't make sense to me well, they, they are because if you put in a million dollars and you have a 5% compound interest, and this is this is compounding annually, then um, you're making interest on top of the, the accrued interest, right? Okay. Well, that just yeah. sounds like regular interest uh, as far as that, what I've been explained. I don't know. People make it sound like it's way more than that. Well, I mean, it is, it is when um, you have shitloads of money because but and then when, when you're not during it when it's not during an inflationary period also right now it's like why would anybody have any money in savings like my credit yeah. card gives me like one percent cash back i'm like thanks like, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah uh yeah. 
should I convert my uh, savings account to wood chips or something like that? That's yeah. what I ponder every day. Honestly, I know my friend was asking me financial questions the other day and she's like, I don't know. We're kind of cash poor because we're putting so much money in our IRA. And I was like, why? Why are you putting like so much? They don't think they have a matching plan. It's like, why would you put so much money in your IRA? It's going to be worth fuck all in, when you're retired. Um, so what would you I, advise invest in? I don't know. Well, I the mean, not investment advice you would give for legal purposes yeah, is yeah, go. really. Yeah. I I don't I don't really know. I mean, everybody's like diversify, but I do you really want to diversify right now? I, owning owning things that are real seems like a smart idea, but then because of property taxes, you don't ever own anything anyway. It, so it, it has I, been I don't know. Uh, I, has been rough because I've never until more recent years of my life I've never thought about investment and planning for the future and all these things. Not that I've never thought about it, but I didn't think about it as seriously as I do now as a, as a husband and father. And perhaps right, you're, in, right. you're in the same boat, Regal. I don't know, but, but, um, but it, it, as I've thought about that over the last year or two, it is very frustrating to look at every choice you've made and think, well, this is the one I won on because I only lost like 10%. <laughs> right. I did really well here because I only lost X. It's like, that's how you did well over the last year or two is uh, you, you lost a comparatively small amount of money. But I suppose if you, on the, on the, uh, to the counterpoint on the IRA, it's like, if you really believe that this is temporary and that we're going to come surging back, it is in fact a great time to buy, mm -hmm. buy up everything right now. Yeah. I, the people who um, are in the, are in that business generally tell me, um, you know, it's, and a lot of time they're in that business. So I suppose they would say that, but it's like, if, uh, if the stock or securities or whatever you own actually went to zero, well, like you're screwed then anyway. So it doesn't really like everything's screwed if that was the case. Yeah. But, yeah. That's the thing about silver and gold though. Like everybody's like invest in silver and gold. And I, I understand that, but if society collapses, silver and gold is also going to be, uh, worthless. Well, I mean, that's why it's about to invest in something that's useful. So you can invest in in, in equipment, uh, like for farming. If you have a plot of land, something to make yourself so, uh, self sustainable. Yeah, uh, you yeah, can yeah. And it might be the time to invest in yourself. Like while society is still functioning, maybe we all should be putting money into taking classes about how to do things that that might serve skills us will be future. valuable and like yeah. specific resources, mm -hmm. like task specific resources in that way will be valuable but the thing about uh silver especially that i uh that i again not investment advice but why i find value and it is even in a uh in an apocalyptic scenario where the world is just reset we're still gonna have to have some kind of currency to trade that is to say whatever it is i do after this because my my skill will not be in the apocalyptic world, it's like I do an internet podcast on a technology that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Face I'm going to have to find something else to do. But my point is, if I have to buy sandwiches for my family, there's going to have to be something that I can that I can trade, that I can barter. And unless I'm going to provide a service or I don't know whatever whatever thing I produce in that apocalypse world, I can trade in small quantities in that way. We're going to have to have some kind of tradable currency and. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's 100% going to be gold or silver, but historically those things have, have never been worth zero, right? They've always, they've always held value of some degree. 
that's kind of why I find value in it. It's like I'm not looking to buy silver and make a 50% return next year. It's just like if the wor- if the world became an actual apocalypse, here's something that has held some value that I could trade. Well, what makes things valuable to me is, is whether or not they're useful. That's it. Cut and dry. Well, precious metals are useful. Yeah, not gold. Gold is gold is highly gold useful. Is useful because but it's, but it's, it's so soft. It's not as useful as silver, is it? It doesn't have well, a depend, lot of industrial purposes. It depends on the task, I guess. But its malleability is one of its one of the properties that makes it desirable. I suppose, yeah, you right. can fashion it all sorts of stuff, but it doesn't have the strength. But silver is le- way less malleable. Yeah, gold, I think, is among the so- the softest metals, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. But I'm a, I'm a little bit outside my wheelhouse on, you know, on all yeah. that stuff. Physical properties of metals and other things like that. But anyway, uh, do you have any final thoughts before we let you go? Uh, actually, I do. Uh, so you had that guy earlier that you had the long chat about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, it's come up a lot on this show that uh, we should be in. Um, what is it? Legislating the uh, God's laws in a sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm kind of uh, overselling it, but I think that's a mistake. And I understand that laws should have a moral basis, but one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is that uh, Jesus did say that you should render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God that which is God's. And that is a separation of one thing you can take away from it. It's a separation of justice in the eyes of God and justice on earth are two different things. And there is a little bit of overlap, but people that try to make uh, enforce the laws of God on earth are making the mistake that's spelled out in the Tower of Babel, which is elevating yourself to the position of God. Yeah. If you, if you try to enforce God's laws, you're trying to claim you're on his footing. But how do you know what God's justice is on earth? And yeah. You don't. Yeah, I agree that uh, there's got to be some humility before god in that way and i use i use god in this context as like the 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 moral framework that we're talking about the architect of that morality that it it, i think it is true that there is a right and a wrong objectively for pretty much everything but whatever that whatever created that is on a level higher than us and if we assume that we could impose or enforce that with the same perfection that that being has I think that lacks the humility that that you're talking about there and that's the danger. Like we we should try to serve that morality, but we must also recognize our own imperfection and recognizing our own imperfection means uh hesitating to assume full control of others in that way, understanding that you might make yeah. mistakes. Well, a simple, and, yeah. A, a simple explanation that I heard recently. I forget if it's the current Pope or the last Pope that said this, that uh, homosexual acts aren't, a, uh, are a sin, but aren't necessarily a crime. And if you, if you take that to heart, uh, well, if you take Is he the meaning in the legal sense it, or in the, like the, the godly yeah, sense? In the legal sense. Hmm. Um, if you do make it illegal to be homosexual, how long does it take for you to, you know, start tossing gays off of rooftops, you know? Yeah. slippery slope 
It is. <laughs> Blonde's like, how fast until it slipped? Slip <laughs> <laughs> faster. Get to the slipping. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, man. Yep. Y'all have, have a good night. Okay. Um, let's see. We do have one more caller waiting. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take that call, but we'll be quick because we got to get to the email questions, and we do have plenty right. of chats as well. Egrin, uh, go ahead, and uh, I, I hate to put you on the clock yeah, a little bit, but uh, we are tight I on time. The so. plaintiff versus uh, Jared Michael Harrison. Uh, huge uh, de- declarations. The judges declare federal prohibition on 2A rights for marijuana use uh, for ah, weed usage yeah. unconstitutional have you heard about that i just i heard of, about the headline level that you just described but my understanding is that some guy filed a lawsuit against the federal government because he was either prosecuted or declared a prohibited person on account of his marijuana use and uh currently if you are a drug user unless you're hunter biden you have to declare on a federal firearms form i'm not a drug user to legally purchase that gun and possess that gun. And th- this lawsuit, uh, a federal judge declared that that, that that is unconstitutional, that the mere use of marijuana cannot strip you of your yeah. Second Amendment rights. Is that correct? As far as I know, yes. Um, well, curious question. Do you think weed should be legal or illegal? And if not, why? Uh, well... First of all, I'm going to say what I always would. This is a state's issue, and uh, the feds should have nothing to do with it. Um, I do agree with that. Uh, But in my state, um, illegal in what sense? That is to say, do I want to send people to jail for possessing a small amount of weed, smoking a small amount of weed? Probably not. Uh, No, 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 no. You just give them like a... Like a hundred buck fine, like simple yeah. as that. Well, I, um, I, I, I wouldn't say put them to jail or anything like anything like that. I would say yeah. just give them like a hundred buck fine. I'd be, uh, I, I'd have to look at exactly what the the data say on how this plays out, and I, they're going to be we're going to have information from my own state because now, um, I I a couple of years ago was this twenty twenty? I think it was the twenty twenty ballot. I voted for recreational marijuana in this state on the basis of. I just don't necessarily think this is a great use of our state resources. People are are smoking weed, and it's not that different from alcohol. What are we really I mean, doing here? Um, at, however, at this, po- the, at this point, you just uh, should just tax that crap out of it. Like well, they, if people want, yeah, they smoke do. It. Um, and I haven't seen a ton of obviously negative consequences around me, except for. In the unincorporated part of Gallatin County where I live, I don't live within city limits, so everywhere around is 406 Bud Shop, get Rocky Mountain High. Like, every goddamn store is yeah. just some weed shop. And uh, I guess on the one side, like that's those are succeeding businesses in my community. Maybe I shouldn't be mad about that, but on the other, it's like, okay, I mean, do I am I thrilled that? Seemingly every other store around here is now a drug store. Yeah, I know. I decriminalization seems a, a better way to deal with this. I really uh at the time I thought it was the right decision, but if I could I'm not sure I made the right vote on that. Um, well, he, here here's the thing. I I I myself don't think it, it if anything 100 buck fine or anything like that. I I'm okay with that. It's just the fact 
Maris, I really do not like uh, weed. I, I would say the people that do smoke it, at least, have given up on any aspirations uh, for building a family and uh, any sense of success. Uh, would, that's an unfair would, characterization. I was pretty motivated when I was a everyday stoner. But do you smoke now? I would no, say no, I don't. I don't smoke. Well, I did smoke like up until five years ago, but I just didn't want it to be a part of my life as a mom. You know, I kind well, of feel like you have to lay these things behind you and move on from these parts uh, of your life. But it did help me tremendously to quit uh, alcohol. Yeah. The, the other thing I'll say in this context, too, because I want to be clear, even though I'm not sure it was 100 percent the right decision to vote for the full the full decriminalization in this state that I suppose the jury's still out on that. I certainly would never say that if you were caught as a user of this substance and had no other criminal behavior associated with that, that that should be sufficient to strip you of your right to defend yourself. I think that is preposterous. preposterous. Even if I have some pushback about the degree to which this kind of drug influence has proliferated in my community, I, I, I certainly think that the, the basis for this lawsuit that you're talking about, a little bit of weed should not strip you of your fundamental rights. Uh, 100%. No, I, I, uh, well, on the gun issue, no, I don't think so. I would say maybe a, just a hundred buck fine. That's what I'm yeah. just, I, that's why I would say I, I don't think it should remove you from having a firearm. I don't, uh, that I don't agree with. Uh, I would say, uh, to me, I would say it's just dangerous as it is. Uh, no, not dangerous, but I would say the character for people that do use it, they have just essentially have given up on, uh, on a sense of you know building that family, uh, a, any sense of wanting to move, keep moving forward, keep getting stronger. It does I would make say, you super lazy. I'm I would say that. You know, the, not that I know a ton of frequent users, but I don't know a lot of well, high functioning, munchies. high performing <clears throat> marijuana consumers. They generally now, fit a mold of, that you're describing where it's a lot. What of, I uh, was, I well, would say blunt is right for one thing that medical uh, use, I would say for people that maybe have epilepsy yeah. or to, or to get rid like uh, to save off having alcohol use, I would say that's fine. Having, for a medical use, I would say that is. Uh, that's not why I was using it, though. I was using it because I did not want to deal with my surroundings and it made me not have to live in my head all the time. It just like slightly dulled me to the reality that uh, everything around me sucks and I'm going to die. Which I helped. Get I get that. But I would say, but here's the thing. Uh, weed, specifically certain breeds of weeds could actually cause more psychosis in for sure yeah Yeah. i'm not a weed advocate i'm with skag on this one like i i if i could undo all of my marijuana use i probably would uh, here's the thing weed is a fat soluble so it sticks with you for a very long period oh yeah yeah i was drug testing myself when i quit uh just to see like how long it was taking me uh, it was 75 days before I was testing negative wow. of no smoking. What uh, If you were writing the laws in Idaho, what would you do on the issue? Uh, I, illegal. Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, illegal, but decriminalized, like slap on the wrist. 
type. Okay. Yeah, stuff. basically a, a speeding ticket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that's the same I, thing you would uh, be in favor of, Egren. I I yeah I I don't I don't want to take away any firearms. I would say just slap her on wrist, just move on. Go. Yeah, I agree. We gotta yeah. wrap up here, but I'll give you a final thought if you want it. Uh, final thought is uh you need to have your wife cook you more steaks, uh, like cook cook some more like some good. How do you nice know what my, How do you know what my wife cooks for me or not? Yeah. Uh, because you still have low zinc. Oh yeah. No, I don't. I showed my. Uh, yeah. Again, there's like, there's. Oh, if you call that, that a that, spot on my fingernail, that you is like eat the a bunch of meat, thing. right? Yeah. Um. Actually, truthfully, uh, you're. I. I don't eat a ton of red meat because I just don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not never. What? But I'm not like a huge. I'm not a huge red meat guy. Maybe like. It's probably not more than once every couple weeks. For red oh my meat. god, I eat red meat almost every day. Yeah, I, I'm not. See, a, it's not I, like I I hate it, but uh, it's just I don't know. I'd rather have chicken, fish, you know. Just I, uh, I would say red meat's she not needs my thing. to improve her uh, seasoning skills. It, that's <laughs> what you, she needs to well, do. Well, you can't. How do you know that my wife is at fault here? It's just his preference. People no, should I, eat what sure what makes them she feel needs good. She to work on her seasoning skills. That then oh. you would love it every single day. Okay, who's cooking the steaks for you? Uh, myself, because Got it. uh, I, dude, uh, my brothers and I cook like a lot. We're we're crazy fanatics when it comes to cooking. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Have a good week. Be safe and all. Bye bye. See you, man. Bye. All right, we got to get right into the email questions because totally, we do have yeah. plenty. Running out of time. And I uh, want to give them the time that they're due, even though we might have to be abbreviated with them. So I apologize for that, guys. But uh, as a reminder, and thanks to our callers this evening as well. Appreciate that. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email question, the way to do that is the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form that helps keeps us organi- uh, keep us organized. So thank you for that. Uh, Sarah sent me one, and um, <laughs> it's a personal one. So <laughs> it's a personal one about someone I haven't spoken with in years, but I figure I have to I have to take the question. Uh-uh, says Sarah, I'm interested to know if you or Blonde could opine on Jeff Holiday and the raging faggot he's become. These are Sarah's words, not mine. You guys interviewed him years ago, and he seemed pretty based, and now he simps for trannies, the vaccine, and thinks January 6th was an actual insurrection. Check out his Twitter feed for premium, unleaded, liberal bull, uh, liberal shitbag retardation. Um, oh, really? I have not I, spoken with Jeff Holiday for years. Uh, I, and I, I, I'm not even... I haven't even seen what he's produced lately. So I'm not going to put words in his mouth and say, Oh man, he's dumb for this reason or that reason. A few years ago, I remember seeing some views of his sort of trend away with away from what I would generally agree with. And so I think we just kind of went our separate ways. I, uh, so without looking at the material myself, I'm going to disavow the slurs. I'm not going to call Jeff mean names. But it does seem like from my distant perspective that we probably would disagree on a fair amount of things these days. I I can't even opine on this. I'm looking through his Twitter. I was unfamiliar about any of this. But there was a reason that he didn't like me 
at some point and it probably had something to do with this. And I am seeing this trend in people, right? People that like, um, well, we're not far right, but like we're in those spheres that just ended up being lefties. Uh, Kraut and T, this happened to him. That guy ended up being a huge douche. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Is he still on YouTube? Um, and then uh, like H3H3. Oh, God. Well, nobody's gone as far. I mean, I, I've never been uh, uh, an H3H3 fan in the first place, but certainly not these days. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Charlie, do you view Latin Mass as a way for the Catholic Church to hold power over the congregation? Personally, I see a pattern of control going back to the days when only the clergy could read the Bible and included for celibacy for the purpose of making sure that priests leave their wealth to the church, which led to incentivizing pedos to join the church. This is all Protestant nonsense. Okay. The Latin mass is traditional and was actually a way to reach more people. Um, people that spoke different languages. Um, I don't, especially now, nobody's going to a Latin mass that isn't a devout Catholic, only devout Catholics go to Latin mass these days. It's not, um, it's not a super common thing. Um, <clears throat> we actually have a question about the Bible and clergy later. So I'll include that. And the forced celibacy thing, um, it did end up incentivizing pedos to join the church. That's, you know, the, the incentivization is, is obvious, but that was not the intent. It was just about men of the church being able to control their vices and sexual urge in men. That is arguably the, the most difficult vice to control. So it's, it's no surprise that we're seeing um, that we've always seen pedophilia and harem and things like that uh, within Catholicism. So I reject all this characterization. This is Protestant nonsense. That is right. a strictly you question as well. All right. Although, you know, I will, I will defend the uh, integrity of the Protestants from time to time, perhaps. Why? Colin Takshow says, uh, Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Colin talk show. That's what this is. It's the call in talk show. Ew. Clever Colin. We always talk about quote unquote degeneracy, but something I have been thinking about for a while is that there is a difference between degeneracy and deviancy. This is something Nick Ricada's friend Drex talks about. And I think he has a point. I don't have a concrete example, but a degenerate might be a guy who likes feet or fat chicks. While a deviant is like milf manor, the TV show point being they are clearly different. Uh, there are clearly different categories here, but we tend to lump them together. I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, I assume blonde would like to see them all launched in the catapult for Matt. I think you might agree that doing some weird sex stuff in your house is different from flaunting it in public, kind of like the normal gaze versus the pride type gaze. Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, need a, I totally a, agree. Yeah, I would need a little bit more definition here as far as what the terms are. When I when I use the word degenerate, because I'm more inclined to use that word than deviant. But what I mean is I, I would actually use those interchangeably as straying from or rejecting moral standards for yourself yes, yeah. or with your interactions with others. That's generally what that that word means. Um, but do I, do I draw a distinction as kind of, as I was talking about in the video that I posted today, legally speaking, I do actually draw a major distinction in, in, um, the morality of, of how you treat yourself and the morality of how you treat others. One is squarely a legal matter to me. The other is a matter of your relationship with, with God, frankly, uh, I'm not, Although I may, maybe I'm coming around, but in general, I'm skeptical of laws that are going to try to police 
how you treat yourself in the name of protecting you, say, from gambling or drugs like we talked about, even though starting to think maybe my marijuana position was a mistaken one. Anyway, um, maybe that's the distinction that you're getting at, too, is like I, I am generally sympathetic uh, or generally understanding or respectful of the right to do what you want within your own home, even if I disagree with it and think it's terrible <laughs> for you and I might advise you against it versus going out and if not violating the rights of others, making a big public show of it and sort of uh, corrupting the youth in the Socratic way. Although Socrates yeah. probably did it the good way, but you get what I'm saying. Big, I do. I would grant that there is a big difference between, um, you know, quiet, respectful gay couple in the privacy of their own home versus uh, San Francisco oh. pride parade. You know, I would say that there is a moral distinction there. I'm inclined to agree. Um, and in terms of people like uh, being sexually deviant within the confines of their marital relationship, uh, I don't care as much about that. Hmm. How, how deviant? What about inviting other people in? No deal. <laughs> but like, it's you know, if if you are in a 30 year marriage and you want your wife to like jerk you off with her feet. I don't, <laughs> I'm not super worried about that. Blonde defends marital. We anal. love you. You're very no, special. I never said that. <laughs> no anal under any circumstances. Okay. I'm glad we've clarified. Why? Uh, Why does anybody want to do this? I am. Like, Millennial men are so weird. Like you can't talk about farting in front of them, but like they want to stick their dick in your ass. I have had, I have had friends defend it. Why? On the basis of you can't knock what you don't try. And I am always of the perspective you can knock lots of things you don't try. You don't try. Yeah. I, yeah. On that basis, there's no such thing as learned wisdom. Like I can't look at the yeah. behavior of others and think I shouldn't do that. That anyway. is just crazy. I, I don't know. There's a perfectly good vagina. That butthole. <laughs> what are you doing? But it's man? been 30 years. It's been 30 years. Blonde. Maybe he just really likes feet. I just find that so much less offensive than anal sex. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got the next um, one. Auntie Sivnet. Following up on last week's question on race. Imagine in 100 years you had either no descendants or none of your descendants looked anything like you. Do neither of those scenarios sadden you or fill you with dread? It does for me. And that feeling is magnified when I think of a world with no white people. We're an extended family. We're at risk of going extinct. And the base Sivnets don't give two shits. Do either of you? I have talked about this so extensively that like i feel like i should be offended that somebody is even asking if i don't give a shit about this <laughs> okay. i've made videos about this um no i think it's important i think that our ancestors suffered terribly so that we could live on and that we could um we could uh, perpetuate our our people like I, I i fail to see what's wrong with this as a as a worldview yeah well of course, I would say it's more important to me that my son grows up to be a good man of proper moral character. First and foremost, that's more important to me than what he looks like on any different uh, on any on any sort of criteria. His appearance is secondary to the man that he is. I would say that. However, um, would I say that it is of complete unimportance to me that when I see a picture of him, I see myself uh and it's very striking and there's something that just kind of gets at me biologically in that way. It matters. I, yeah. Of course I can't deny that. I, 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 
his moral character is my is my fundamental job as a father. Um, and and that's the most important thing to me. But there is something innate to what you're talking about there. That, that that's just like uh, seeing yourself in your kids in almost a mirror-like way, in the same way that I see myself in my dad in many ways, is important. I can't deny that that is, uh, that's just a real thing. And so I don't know that that necessarily has to be inherently racial or something, but it certainly is true that if he looked nothing like me, it you would remove that factor that I'm talking about. So I, I can't that's act true. like that's meaningless either. But there's something I've talked about this so much. I am a broken record. It's actually annoying me. But I've done a bunch of ancestry, and then I I went back to the 1100s and I found a painting of one of my distant ancestors who looked so much like my mom's brother. Hmm. It was just it was just uncanny. And there's something really powerful about about thinking of like all of the turmoil and the sadness and the suffering and the happiness and, and the joy that, that led to me being right here right now. And we're all connected. And, and one of the, and one of the ways is by our heritage and by the way that we look. Well, and isn't yeah. it, the, the reverse is true too. If, if she could be alive today to see you, she would probably do the Spider-Man meme with you and point at you and say, I see so-and-so. This yeah. distant relative of mine who I saw or I maybe not a distant one, just a relative I knew. And you look exactly like her. There yeah. is a biological reality to that. I, that's just of course there is. I mean, that's why we look like our parents so that our parents look at us like when Emmeline's being annoying, uh, if, if she was not my kid, if she was some random kid, I don't know that I'd be able to tolerate how annoying she is because she's got my little face. She looks just <laughs> like me. And I'm like, oh, it gets so annoying. Sometimes that little face is not even enough. I, I'm speaking for my own kid, at least. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, I don't care who you look like. Yeah, but, and and anybody who tells you, you know, they care just as much about someone else, some other kid on the other side of the globe, as much as they care about their own. They're just lying to you. I had yeah. that demonstrated to me in reality. Not that I believed anything otherwise, but when that crazy lady almost ran over my family outside of Safeway and she's I'm saying, hey. Please don't run over my family and, you know, maybe slow down a little bit. I don't give a How shit about you your it? kid. That's what she said to me. It's like, oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, I, I congratulations, I, yeah. I'm guessing based on demographic that you probably voted voted Biden on the basis that you care about everyone out there in the world. Except bitch. For, except, except for, for yeah, my son. a kid in your community. Yeah, except for, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying, obviously, you don't care about other people to the extent you would run them over with your forerunner and not care. Maybe blonde. I don't know. Depends on who. And then she'd prefer a Dodge Charger, of course, not a forerunner. Of course, the, the the appropriate car for the circumstances. But it but, matters. I mean, it it, it does matter. People yeah. want their children to look like them. People want to look like their parents. I everybody that's acting like this, you have to condition yourself out of believing that this matters. Yeah, it, and that's it, how you know it's the way it, it should be. You're right? not going out of your way to try to be destructive or mean to other people, but if it's a burning building situation and there are two kids to save and you only have the chance to get one, you're going for your kid. You're not going to sit there and think, "Oh, well, uh on a moral level, there's neither of these children is any more valuable than the other, right. so I really should flip a coin to decide who I say you're going to get your kid. You're going to get your mm -hmm. kid because there's a biological instinct and urge to do that for good reason. Yep. Exactly. Uh, anyway, thanks for the question. Clearly thought. 
Am I up next? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Agnostic Gnostic says, what do you all think about pre-flood human civilization and our missing history as a verifiably post-cataclysm species? What? Where are you (laughs) getting this? I'm having, is this our, is this our guy who does shrooms before he sends us questions? Oh no, you missed two. That's why. Oh, did I skip down? We should just, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Let's just do this one and we'll come back up. I miss, I got the order wrong. Sorry. But should we continue babysitting the third world? No pun intended forever to spread our eggs to more baskets and colonize as our ancestors before us. Uh, Could the aliens be returning humans? What? Dude, I don't even, I haven't even, I want the drugs. Mm -hmm that you're on agnostic okay. this is why i shouldn't have voted to decriminalize weed look what it yeah, has right. produced uh, and our missing history as a verifiably post cataclysm 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 species should we continue babysitting the third world forever and spread our eggs more bad and colonize that's no we our... should not babysit the third world that's my answer and could the aliens right. be former humans yes i i find those theories to be very interesting these are two entirely different questions. <laughs> Those are my answers. I'm just going to answer this third world one. Um, I, I used to be an advocate of Western paternalism uh, until I started learning about Rhodesia. I think we have a question about Rhodesia, actually. Um, I don't think that we can change any nation's culture by helping. The Christian in me says that we should be trying to spread the word, though. Hmm. So no, but in terms of paternalism or babysitting third world nations, no, I'm out on that one. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's go back. Um, Espresso regarding the pistol brace ban. Could you get the free NFA stamp and use it for an actual SBR? Yes. So what's happening What the ATF wants you to do, if you have a braced pistol currently is just go through the SBR process or any other NFA item process. So for people who, aren't keen on the terms and the acronyms I'm using. If you want a short-barreled rifle, if you want a suppressor, if you want a short-barreled shotgun, these items that are restricted by the National Firearms Act, a 1934 law that governs all of this, you have to go through that process of a super-duper extra-serious background check conducted by, is it the ATF who runs them or the FBI? They both, I don't know. The Justice Department does a super-serious background check on you. You have to submit fingerprints and all this. And you have to get what's called a tax stamp. You have to pay 200 bucks to the feds and they, they send you quite literally a stamp in the mail to put on your paperwork that says this item that I have is a properly legally federally registered NFA item. And so if you were ever caught with it, you can show the paperwork paperwork and say, this is legal. I've done the paperwork. I paid the fee. What they're doing with pistol uh, with brace pistols now is saying those are short barreled rifles. So you need to go through that process, but we'll allow you to do it and waive the two hundred dollar fee for the tax stamp. So they're telling what they're saying is you need to register this as an SBR as a short barreled rifle. We just won't make you you pay. So once you get that tax stamp, can you put a stock on it? Sure. You can configure it whatever way you want. Um you do get a free, a quote unquote, free tax stamp out of the deal. But the cost, of course, is submitting to the whims of the ATF and allowing them to make up law. Uh, and of course, they get all your, your records on that, too. Um, this, I've, I've gone through that process. I do have uh, NFA firearms. So I, I understand what that is and I understand what that's what that entails, but I made that decision voluntarily. Mm. If you're doing it because they're, they're threatening you 
because you have property that you legally owned yesterday and they're saying if you don't tell us we're going to come get you tomorrow i would say that that's a pretty steep price to pay but some people want to register on the basis that they get a free tax stamp right, right. but you, you to answer the question more directly yeah you it is an actual sbr at that point if you go through that process as much as i would grab you and shake you and say no do not comply if if you do you have a registered sbr some guy says uh trump said that he would ban tranny surgery suppose he were reelected and did this uh then suppose states like new york and california secede and ignite a civil war would you take up arms and shed blood for their right to live in delusion and butcher children should mundane affairs like the functions of temporal and artificial governments take precedent over abiding truths such as God made men male and female? Well, I do believe that the the constitutional order is worth defending, and that does include the rights of states to make decisions that I disagree with, including terrible decisions like this one. I understand that some things are more obviously morally wrong than others but if, if we were to grant the premise here that we should take up arms to defend absolute truth uh and impose it on others in that way because that's what we're doing if we want to go fight california and say you will have this law mm. on child gender surgeries um i mean what the the conclusion there is we just ought to have top-down world government i suppose this is the same sort of theme that we were talking about earlier. If there is an easily imposable absolute moral truth in that way, why have Congress at all? Why have a presidency at all? Why not just, we just need to have this emperor who decrees the moral truth upon us. And if there, if we grant the premise that that emperor doesn't exist and there are imperfections in whoever tries to be the emperor, that is why we have to defend the decentralization of power and the state's rights to do what they see fit. And I, completely understand that in this context states are doing something that i agree is terrible you could you could make an analogy here to slavery itself i'm not saying they're exactly the same sin or crime slavery is a crime i do believe that mutilating children in this way is a crime um we decided previously with slavery that we we're going to have this top-down war to go get the dissident states and impose right. our will upon them I guess that's the question in this coming war here. Do you want to be union or confederacy? <clears throat> and ultimately I'm going to be a state's rights guy. Does that make me a confederate of my team? Robert E. Lee, you know, I guess I'm, I'm the awesome. Robert E. Lee of child gender <laughs> transitions. That's what I've become. Sincerely speaking, I am saying that the principles of state's rights are crucial, not only on moral terms, but as a term to maintain the union, the only reason we have hope to stick together, if we have any at all, is a bargain of power which grants local control over local issues. And that yeah. includes people the, the right to be wrong in, in other places, as much as I dislike and disagree with the wrongness. Well, I'm not fighting for anything because I'm a woman, so I don't even have to. You're going to pull out the lawn chair and sit on the hillside like they did in the Civil War. They used to spectate the battles. And I'll be waving at you and say, hey, I'm here dying in the gay war. Ah, and I get blown away. Just that's my. (laughs) No. (laughs) And not only that, I died on the gay team. How did I died on the (laughs) state's rights for the gays team? (laughs) What a man. That's my. Yeah, Uh. you can. uh, 
some guy you can fully make fun of me when that happens i i, 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 I will be mad at all it's gonna be really really funny um okay or kyle i want to ask about the nature of courage do you think it's a skill can you learn to be brave and self-confident or is it genetic and if you're born a coward you'll always be a coward oh i think it's totally learned um you know uh courage it's it's not an absence of fear it's bravery in the face of fear so by definition, it can be learned. You don't have to be unafraid. I mean, that's just stupid, right? Who's unafraid? Yeah, bravery, I think, is is in many ways uh, fear management. Yeah. Nobody's immune to fear. It's it's how you handle and respond to it. Uh, like anything else, I do I think that there are some people who are born more fearful or more courageous than others? Probably. In fact, almost yeah. certainly. But all of us are capable None of us really know the level of bravery that we're capable of until we're tested. Until we're tested. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to act like I've had like, I've been so brave in my life, but I remember things that would just absolutely destroy me like five or six years ago. Don't even bother me now. Like um, when that hit piece came out that docks me, that was in 2016. I remember just, I was getting heart palpitations and I was like having a full on panic attack. And then some hit piece came out. I don't remember what it was like a few weeks ago. The vice one. That's how that's how little it affected you. You've already forgotten. It must. And have been I the didn't vice even one. watch that video until like days later. Yeah. I was. I just went to sleep. Like totally unfazed by it. It's just you have to like all things. You have to acclimate and just to see what you're able yeah. to handle. Uh, some of it is circumstances. Some of it is choice. In a different generation, I might have been dropped off on Normandy Beach, and uh, you better get brave real quick in that circumstance. Yeah. That's where yeah, you find probably. yourself. In a circumstance like today, where the challenges in front of me are much less serious, much different in nature, and much less lethal, generally speaking, it's on me to put challenges in front of myself on a daily basis that tests not just my courage, but my mental strength, my physical strength. If you're not pushing those boundaries frequently, you are not building the best version of yourself possible. That applies to courage or any other attribute you're looking to build. Always be testing those limits in a, in a, in a reasonably responsible and safe way. It's not like you should go start a spear fight with a tiger tomorrow or something, but yeah, you know, you want to, you want to be pushing yourself in a trajectory that is toward those limits to find where they are. And sometimes you find them. It's like, okay, I'm not brave enough for this. Um, like for me, there are some aspects of heights that do it. And I've like, oh, yeah, just in uh, like basic level mountain climbing, certain levels of mountain exposure where you're exposed to a fall that could injure you or kill you. My tolerance for that was very, very low. Yeah. You know, probably five, six, seven years ago. Now I could go to the same spots and it doesn't bother me at all. But there are new spots that bother me. And I know I'm never going to be like, like, I'm not going to free solo a wall of rock. And yeah. not be afraid of that. But the point is, I have pushed boundaries a little bit to find where that limit is for me. And that limit for me is not like elite rock climber, man, but it's higher than it was when I just, you know, started exposing myself to such things, you know, maybe 2015 or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. just find those boundaries. But I guess the other thing is understand when you found the boundary. <laughs> for, Don't for push me, it too far. Yeah. For no me, extreme I, sports. Well, some people, I think, have uh, an ability to get a lot more extreme than others. That's true. I'm not I'm I'm not an extreme guy, but uh, everyone I think everyone is a little more extreme than than you think you are. 
when you when that's you push true. It you just bit. have to push it. Yeah. Irish Catholic Caliphate, Supreme Joe Biden and his cock gobbling, nutsack soaking, penis polishing VP. Uh, let's see. He says, Matt, why won't you reach out to Tim Pool and go on his show? He invited you on and it would be awesome to watch Blonde ball out and say the N word on his show since he's such a squirmy little shit. P.S. Are either of you paying attention to what's going on with Tim Pool and the Eliza Blue stuff? Fucking funny to watch really this bald headed urbanite douche get called out for giving a platform to a grifting used up oh. whore. Well, that, that, why do you want us to go on this show then? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the problem is that you have to go out there. That is, uh, I, w- I will say that there are two obstacles. Number one is I don't invite myself on other people's platforms. And I understand that he said on air that we could go. But that's. It's not the same that, as somebody from his show, like reaching out to us. Um, and, and full disclosure, I think I'm at liberty to say this back in like 2020. Uh, I was requested to go on the show. And the reason I opted not to is because it involved a whole bunch of travel and a whole bunch of hurdles. And I just, I wasn't in position to do it at that time. We had uh, some family situation stuff. It just wasn't, uh, it it wasn't possible to do at the time. So you have, it's like when someone says on air, oh, so-and-so would be fun to have on. That's kind of like in junior high, you know, someone saying so-and-so likes someone. It's like, you didn't ask for the date though. You didn't yeah, ask for the yeah. date. And if you don't ask for the date, I'm not showing up to the date. Um, and then it's I, like, I, I've just said too much shit about him. You know, like <laughs> I can't just show up and like be all friendly to him after I called him a, a bald headed douchebag. Well, that was the it's question just, asker. That wasn't you. I'm sh- I'm sure no. I've said that. You've probably like said that. way worse. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like something will- about him. I just. I'm we'll go on the show and say, it. okay, first things first. Here's where Tim Pool ranks in the Asian hierarchy. He's right between X and Z for this reasons. Like two A drops Asian, he barely counts. Isn't he half Korean? Seriously? I think he is. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, He's a quadrasian. Is that the term? Uh, I don't know. It quadroon equivalent. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying like no at this point. I'm saying it. The travel is a big, big hurdle to clear, and I'm a formal invitation guy. I'm not a knock on someone's door and say, hey, I'm here to crash on your couch. That's just I don't do that in my social life. I don't do that in a professional context. If you want me, you're welcome to invite me and we can discuss. Um, But I'm not the sort of guy that even if you say, oh, I like Matt, I think he's cool. I'm not the guy that's going to go bang down your door and assume that I have a right to hang out in your living room now. You know, yeah. so that that's why not. But I'm not the door's not closed there. I, I certainly wouldn't say never. It's just I need a formal invitation and I need a window of time. That's it. Ashwin. Hello, guys. Michael Malice made a critique on American conservatives obsession with the nuclear family and said it's good reason for failing institutions. That it's good reason for failing institutions and lack of traditional values in America and the West in general. But did I read this incorrectly with the nuclear family and said that? It's a good reason. He's saying the the defense of the nuclear family specifically is misplaced. I think the following paragraph clarifies a little bit. That's asinine. He says the best and foundational institution that conservatives must defend is the extended family unit, i.e. a family unit that involves not just parents, but as importantly and necessarily having active exposure for your kids around their grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins who stay in the same house or close by, which is common practice in most Eastern countries if the goal is to be more traditional conservative society. Ah, 
Um, yeah, that would be fantastic. But I think that the, that we do need to focus on the nuclear family. That's more important than extended family. And, uh, it's easier and more attainable, um, for most millennials that are kind of disconnected from their extended family. Right. So we could start this extended family thing generationally, but let me tell you, I, I got my whole family to move out here and it's been difficult because not all of them like it here and we're not all from here. And so it's really hard to do This is a really hard thing to do. How, how do conservatives do that? Like, how do you convince your entire family to move to the same place if it's not where you guys grew up? Yeah. Well, or maybe you all stick around where you do grow up. Uh, but I think even if it's in a place that you're not thrilled about, there's certainly value in having family close by and, and able to help each other out in that way. Yeah, but we couldn't I, live in, we couldn't stay in St. Louis. Like, what am I supposed to do about it? Yeah. You probably, I, even if you think you don't like North Idaho, I'm guessing it was the correct decision to go there relative to that, uh, that other option. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what exactly what Michael Malice said, so I don't want to put words in his mouth, obviously, but I'll take the way you've characterized it here at face value. And I don't, I don't see why it would be a, an either or to your point. Um, you have to have the nuclear family, mom, dad, kids, first and foremost, that's the building block on which everything else is built, whether it's your town community or your extended family. Take for example, if we don't start with that building block first and we just have extended families with absent fathers throughout, what is this? Like a whole bunch of sisters who are single moms and their, their kids like that's better right. than yeah, that's, isolated single moms, but that is I also guess, severely yeah. flawed. You need, I don't think that's what he was. I'm sure that's not what he was saying. I, I, I that's know. why I don't want to, I know <laughs> I'm criticizing what I think he possibly said. And so I'll fully acknowledge that it's possible that I don't, understand his point entirely but i would certainly say it's not either or you can have both nuclear family plus extended family which is great because that's the strongest possible uh, but if you have to pick one you have to start with that base building block first dangerous spaces says good a guys somebody asked me last week if i do the screening professionally i said no because i don't think of it as a quote-unquote profession but they responded that seeing as i get paid doesn't that mean i do it professionally now, uh, when I'm talking to someone on behalf of the show, I insure them, or I, I insure them as polite and professional. I ensure that I'm as polite and professional as possible. I also have shirts from the merch store that I wear as a uniform to get myself in the mindset of being and doing, <laughs> being awesome. at and doing work. Uh, but the conversation got me thinking. That conversation got me thinking. How do you guys define uh, someone doing something professionally? Is it something? Or is it simply uh, about getting paid regardless of the amount? Is it doing enough work to live off of? Does it have to be the only thing that they do regularly? If, for example, it's uh, a college job to help you pay for the studies, uh, or maybe a person who works two jobs, are they doing both of those things professionally? Is there some other way you would define it? What do you guys think? Well, when I think of professional, yeah, I think of it as uh, like your, your, your job, the way you make a living. Because even people who are like even uh, I, don't, I don't know, I'll think about this in sports. Like when you think of professional versus amateur snowboarders, which is a you know a community that I like I used to care about snowboarding so much more when I was younger. And you had people who were sponsored and you had professional snowboarders. And you had all this. You could be amateur and still have 
payment in the form of free products from companies or you get paid to promote this thing here and there or you there's small forms of payment that you receive but a professional in that context is someone whose livelihood is that 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 is how they earn their living that's how they live their life that's how they provide for their family so that's how i would define professional but i suppose that assumes that you live your life based on an income in that way some people just like have a lot of investments or they you know, trust you could be a trust fund baby and not uh not be professional in anything in that context, I guess. I don't know. But that's my definition. That's how I think of it. Yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, they do it for a living, but I don't really care how much money they're making. Like if somebody is an artist and that's all they do, but they're failing, I still think they do it professionally. Hmm. As in it's not sufficient living income. But it's their it's basically all they do with their time. It's their primary use of their time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I've I've done a lot of not very good snowboarding in my day, and I wouldn't say that I was a professional snowboarder. But if you did that, you know, <laughs> as your job, you were trying to make it happen. Yeah, I just sucked at it. Like yeah. I was doing all the contests and just getting last place every time. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, thank you, uh, Dangerous Spaces. And thanks for your professionalism at work. Uh, for the record, I did provide him with a work shirt. All right. You know, I think I can disclose this. I don't think he'd be too mad at me. And I'm sorry if I'm disclosing information that's too personal. We can hash this out later. But Dangerous Spaces originally purchased a work uniform shirt. Unbeknownst to me. I, I had no part in this. He's like, I just want to be professional. And while I'm doing the call-in show, I want to... Oh, it's it's yeah. a workplace, so I'm going to wear a work shirt. And I was like, dude, I I will send you a t-shirt, okay? Like we can cover we can cover a t-shirt for you if you if you would like to do that. So just for clear, number one, I say that because that demonstrates his commitment to the task, which is appreciated. And number two, um, I want it to be known that I was not that I was not so Scrooge McDucky in my role you as stingy boss bastard that i agree this is funny though um i agreed to provide him with, and if he soils that t-shirt he can have another workplace t-shirt as it's not it it's okay. not like a limit one thing when i worked at target though when i was in college they made me buy the uniform t-shirt which Are i thought was serious? outrageous but i got a discount in the online oh, store whatever. to pick the the shirts of my choosing but i had to pay for them and i was That's making crazy. like this was in Beaverton, Oregon in like 2009. I think I was only making like 10 bucks an hour or something like that. It was a, it was a Lord. tiny amount of money, which I'm not complaining about that. I was doing a job anybody could do stocking shelves and walking around the store. But I just thought you can't give you're requiring that I wear the red target shirt, which I fully understand. I'm not opposing the work uniform, but you won't provide me with yeah the shirt. I got to Okay. And I paid for it. Oh, you caught But I got a discount. (laughs) (laughs) They give you a discount on the clothes that you have to wear. That's so bad. Snow Ape Dan is up next. Oh, it's it's my turn. Um, Hey, Matt, enjoyed your video today. Do you think Nevada has the best model to address prostitution by making it legal in select counties unlike California? I don't think they have the same problem with fat skanks lurking around the suburbs (laughs) of school. Yeah, uh, if people didn't see the general ideas here, that cal- is that California, th- uh, through the uh, genius of Scott Weiner, has um, has relaxed the standards 
that uh, police can use to intervene with prostitutes. So it used to be like you see a chick looking obviously slutty and prostitute on the street, just lingering, obviously waiting to solicit someone. You can intervene. State of California says now you can't. You have to leave them alone. And so you have Oakland prostitutes hanging outside the Catholic school, not soliciting all day long. And and uh, it's a disaster. And the, what the story was interesting to me because it does challenge some of those principles I was talking about earlier where it's like, yeah. well, I don't know if I want to criminalize things that are really about the morality of your treatment of self. And you might argue this is an aggression against the school in ways, but fundamentally I'm on a principled level. I'm kind of uncomfortable with the idea of just standing on the sidewalk, looking a certain way as a matter for police intervention. Mm-hmm. However, there's no denying that as we've relaxed that and expanded the avenues for prostitution, even if prostitution itself is still illegal in California, that it's getting worse. So it, Nevada's model, as far as I understand, is it's only legal in counties of a certain below a certain population, excluding Las Vegas. I I don't know enough about how it works in Las Vegas um, or in uh, in Nevada. I have been to Las Vegas out on the strip only once. And I can tell you that uh, there was lots of solicitation. In fact, I was handed business <laughs> yeah. cards of solicitation. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, the, it's sort of like what we were just talking about with uh, the marijuana stuff, where as a matter of pure principle, I find it to be immoral that you would sell your body. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that is a good use of your God-given purpose. Uh, however, I'm not sure that as a matter of, of the law that anyone's rights have been violated. Everyone involved consented. Nobody took anybody else's property, any of that. So it's like I, I don't necessarily on a principled level, I don't necessarily want that to be a, a matter for legal intervention. But there's no denying when you treat it as not. What do you end up with? You end up yeah, with yeah. obese Oakland whores outside the, the Catholic school. I I suspect as my perspective on this evolves, I'm going to have to learn to, if not bend some principle, adjust my understanding of these principles because I don't like the, if I don't like the weed signs coming up in my neighborhood, I'm definitely not going to like the Oakland whores outside my yeah, kid's for school. Real. So I'm going to have to, yeah. that's why I like looking into this topic too. It's like on a pure principle level, I would argue, I, I would be arguing that like that maybe this policy is correct. And it clearly is producing a horrible outcome. So I need to figure out what I'm miss, what I'm getting wrong about this and adjust that. That's that's why the story was so interesting to me as well. Right wing authoritarianism. Yeah, maybe. So. Maybe that's it. Federal authoritarianism. <laughs> Federalized yeah. is key. Do you have any uh thoughts about prostitution or the Nevada model? I don't know. I'm I'm more in line with this caller. Hmm. Just uh Do I care about all the sluts rights? to the wall. Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you I understand why even I advocate for states' rights. Um, but there there will come a time when we have so little in common with people from other states that I don't want to share a country with them. That time is now. That time is 20 years ago. The, 50 years, yeah. The commonality is supposed to be the the defense of your rights themselves, and those rights include the rights of your states to to manage your own affairs. And when that bargain is betrayed, especially, it's like, well, what the hell do we have in common? But what do we have in common? I, yeah. th- this is why I struggle with the application of the Bill of Rights to the states too. That was not the original system. 
Bill of Rights is only supposed to apply to the federal government. We incorporated it to the states through the interpretation of the 14th Amendment. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, maybe that was wrong. But on the other side of it, a club has to have base level uh, rules that are agreed upon. If you have no commonality, then what's the point of the club? And I guess right. you'd say collective defense. We agree on collective defense, but we're not even getting that. We Our don't, border we is don't being agree invaded. On that, yeah. So it's like you don't have it. There's got to be some base level agreement. And and increasingly, it seems like we have none. So I don't I don't know how you come together on that. Yeah. Yep. Sleuthing sloth. Uh, sleuthing sloth. Sorry, I'm getting to the Joe Biden point in the uh, in the stream where all the, the words run together. Hi, guys. Question for you both. How long do you think couples should wait before having another kid? I know we aren't even at our first yet, but my husband suggested we go for it after our daughter is here. What are your thoughts? Plus, I'm in my late 20s and I don't want to waste eggs. Well, it's a fine balance. Okay, so the, the Catholic way is just to um, knock out kids. Like as soon as you're fertile, your body can handle it. There are problems with that because um, I know a lot of people that had miscarriages like three months after having a baby. And some of those were later miscarriages. And so I kind of have this moral issue with that. Like, I think that women have the right to um, nourish their bodies and allow their mineral reserves to return. And that if they want to postpone pregnancy because they don't feel like their body is ready for another pregnancy, like I I feel like that is their right. Um, Studies have shown that the uh, mineral, the minerals are replenished and the body is ready to achieve pregnancy again with the lowest rate of complication at 18 months postpartum. So as in conception at 18 months from birth to birth, 18 Mm. months. Oh, birth to birth. So you could no, conceive. no, no, no. Birth to pregnancy. 18 okay, months. got it. Yes. Yeah. Um, that is the optimal time. If you wait too long, you end up with some pregnancy complications, a high rate of pregnancy complications, and you're dealing with the age thing. If you don't wait long enough, um, you have a higher risk of low birth weight, of premature rupture of membranes, a higher miscarriage rate. Um, and then your body's just not done healing. So like you, you really want to wait a year, ideally 18 months after you've given birth. Um, but you know, if you feel ready and and you're willing to take those risks, then that's also your decision. Yeah. I'm, uh, obviously I'm a lot less scientific in my analysis and frankly, I have reason to be at least I'm not the one putting my body through all of this, but, uh, my, my general perspective is as simple as if you want more and you feel like you're ready, you should. And yeah, that I think, uh, not that I have a lot of regrets about my younger years. I, I learned a lot of lessons and I feel like I'm the man that I am because of the lessons that I learned in my twenties and into, into my thirties. But if I, if I had the opportunity to start life over again, I think I certainly would be a dad earlier than I chose to be. Me too. And so, yeah, if you, if, if you feel like you're fully healed and you're, you're good to go, I would not waste any time. Tomorrow is, is not guaranteed for anybody. And, uh, and so I would utilize, uh, you know, speak in the most cliche things possible. Use today and make good, you know, make good on, on the promise of today. If you guys want more kids, yeah, get at it. Yeah. Don't waste time. Don't don't try to be the mistake I think I made in in younger years, too, is, is being so calculated on everything, not just the biology of it, but, oh, I have to have 
this exact financial situation to achieve it. I have to have this exact job. I have to have this exact house. I have to have X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you want to aim for the best, uh, right? The best situation that you can, but but nobody has every duck in a row when they when they have a kid. And good parents figure it out. Yep. And I'm sure you guys will. Congratulations. Chris to the J. Uh, uh, oh, I think you're up, right? I read the last one. Oh, um, Chris to the J. We're going to have to start hustling. It's almost showtime. Yeah. Uh, Chris to the J. What's something you missed from vintage President Trump? What would you hope from a second term uh, convention of states update? Setback in Montana, past second reading in Senate, usually guarantees passage, but third reading vote in a tie, likely mm. meaning death of resolution. Bummer. Um, All right. We'll probably have to hold off on the rest of the convention of state stuff just in the interest of time. But vintage. I don't know. I, I just love the war with the media. That was my favorite Trump stuff. Yeah. I'm tra- I mean, the show is the best, but the problem is the show is, is getting haywire lately. Not yeah. just what Trump said about Santa. It was abortion extremists who cost Republicans the midterms. You know, it's like, yeah, dude. Okay. The, the, one of your greatest presidential achievements is the Supreme Court overturning Roe, but go on about yeah, tell you know, us pro-life that. extremists or something. To be fair, I don't think he used the word extremist, but that was the implication. This DeSantis stuff of like accusing him of being a pedophile implicitly, if not explicitly, uh, need evidence on that. That's that's not a good idea. And as a lot of people are pointing out, uh, there are lots of pictures of you with Epstein to start explaining if you want to do this like photographs mean you're a pedophile yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that Trump is. I'm not saying that 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 Trump uh is is implicated. I'm saying if you want to do the standard of photo proves guilt, well there are some photos out there to work with. And then what else did Oh, he his response, I think he did a video response, but the the truth social response to Biden last night was downright bizarre. What was it? it he, he he didn't say Biden did a good job. That wouldn't be a way a fair way to characterize it, but he said something to the effect of I disagree with many of Biden's policies, but I thought that he handled himself pretty well tonight. Like it was the most anti-Trump statement of all time. Whereas if there's one mistake, you expect Trump to come out with the whole litany of insults and hyperbole and just Trumpiness. And instead this was very, it was lukewarm quasi praise for Joe Biden, which was very out of character. Who is going to get behind him again? I don't know. I uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Trump show. Uh, it's it was it was one of the greatest political pieces of political entertainment in my life, if not the greatest. And so yeah. for emotional reasons, there's a part of me that wants to see it again. But it's based on the campaign I've seen so far. It's hard for me to get behind it. I I will never count Trump out because I've seen what he's pulled off uh. before. But th- I don't know, man, this does not have the same energy he yeah he was always an underdog in 2016 it always seemed like a long shot but he had this yeah he had that energy he had that swagger he had that that it factor about him something's fading here something it might just be well, age he's, it, it he's just, like 80 yeah. it's, maybe it's as simple as that it's too old too so old. i don't know um i won't be mad if i get to see the show again but i'll be surprised if i do i suppose all right, uh, we will hustle up here. Sorry about that. Zazzy McTazbot. Happy Black History Month. If blacks are so welcome, why do property values go down after white flight? If you could go back to elementary school knowing what you know now, what question would you ask 
to leave your teacher speechless on the same one that you just asked. Yeah, really. <laughs> <Why> does... um, <laughs> I would ask my female teachers that had students why they're abandoning their children to take care of other people's kids. Ooh, biting. And they'd say jokes on you. We don't have kids, bitch. That's <laughs> it would have to be a teacher with, with children. Man. Nurses um, and pediatricians too. I'm like, what are you doing? No Go home would... and take care of your own kids. What question? I don't know. I guess my problem, it's hard for me to imagine here because none of my teachers were actually rabid ideologues. So maybe I'm thinking, maybe I need to think of an abstract teacher instead of my teacher. Um, or my teachers, high school, college. I didn't have a lot of teachers trying to program me in a certain way. It was always about thinking critically and, and all that. But if I could, I don't know, if, if I could go back into some of my uh, American history classes, I would probably push back a lot more, not just on the way that Mer American values are framed, but on the just more detail on the founding itself. Like I never even encountered the Federalist Papers until I was in college. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's uh, yeah. I'm not blaming my right. teachers for that. I'm saying that's a flaw in the curriculum. They only have so much control over that a lot of the times. Um, I know that's not going to like stun a teacher. I'm just saying that if I could go, if I could go be me as a teenager and try to try to put something into the classroom environment that I felt like was missing, it's the philosophy of the American founding. I think that's been largely lost. It, it's not a shocker moment. It's just kind of absent. Kitchen sink says, uh, I know you only have gone elk hunting, but Matt, is there any other animal you think you would enjoy going after? Remember too, that Texas has a huge African animal population. Is that the hog thing? Are you speaking? Is that, uh, are they literally Africans? Those in are African, uh, not Africans, but <laughs> African hogs. Well, there's like those uh, invasive hogs in Texas. Where are they from? Are oh, they, I don't know. Are they African in origin? I don't know. I don't. I just don't know exactly what he's referring to. I heard to. shooting them is really fun. Though. I, don't don't they do it from helicopters and stuff? Yeah. Uh, around sure here, it's, you know, it's um, the, I probably should get into deer hunting if I want a higher success rate. I probably should do that. Um, or I could, you know, there's no reason I couldn't just do like really small game hunting to get into it. Take a 22 and find some rabbits, that kind of stuff. Um, for me, uh, I just, I'm not disheartened by, by the quote unquote lack of success. Like we weren't successful this last year. We didn't get the elk, but my philosophy, at least currently, and this might change is that if I only have X amount of time to put into it a year, which at this point I do, maybe I can do a week of it a year. I'm going to aim high and just see what happens. Like I'm, I'm not that satisfied if I get a week of time and I go out and shoot a few rabbits. I just, yeah, I mean, Why bother. that's fine. I'm not taking shots at. Can you guys who, get moose? Uh, you can't, I, you can get the, if you get the tags, mm. they're hard to find. They are. I mean, they're around here. I've, I've spooked. Actually, one of the biggest scares I got in the woods ever was spooking a cow moose a few years ago. It's by myself. And uh, those things are, fast and a, a cow yeah. moose like any other animal if you encounter uh one with her calf they will fuck you up man Mo oh moose yeah are no oh, joke yeah. so she just took off in the woods uh, i i would assume i don't know obviously from experience but i'm gonna guess that moose hunting is tougher than elk hunting just because there are way more elk i don't know i have no idea it's also harder to get a license especially yeah. here you get one lifetime license elk um 
I, yeah, I don't know. Just elk is like a, a an attainable high aim. It's not like some rare animal, um, but it's but it's uh, a tougher thing to do than like you know getting a squirrel in my backyard or something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna aim high for now and see if that works. If I don't have anything to show for it after a couple of years, maybe I'll accept my lot in life and go for smaller game. Balloon uh, boy, last, last one. Why did the Catholic Church burn people at the stake for translating the Bible? This is such Protestant nonsense. This is untrue. Um, the Catholic Church wanted the Bible to be accessible, but the re- the reason that it wasn't was through no fault of their own. Most people were illiterate, and um, there was no printing press, so that's not really on them. Um, Catholics made the alphabet so that the Bible could be translated, right? But the, the, who was it? Was it St. Cyril? Something like that. I don't know. That's news to the origin of the alphabet is the Catholic church. Um, no, but it written language, huh? Uh, some commonality. So I don't know. I've heard this before, but, uh, but wait, there was written I, language pre Catholic church. But for illiterates, it was a Bible translation methodology. Okay. So that they could reach more people. I, I like. I, I know that there's some evidence that some people were burned at the stake for translating the Bible, but from what I've read, this is mostly a myth. Maybe two. Maybe a little true, but but I think it's mostly. It's not against the law. Hold um, you. And then they tried to reach the common people through art and other ways that illiterate people. Uh, could learn the scripture. All right. I have to punt on this question because I'm unaware, but thank you for, uh, thank you for the question balloon boy. Okay. And I appreciate all the email questions tonight. Uh, Once again, have we not done any super chats contact page of the website is the way you send them. And I'll look for the call and show question form if you'd like to. Yeah, we got to catch up on our chats. So I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be maybe brief here as well. Uh, Appreciate the chats tonight, guys. Sorry. We didn't devote as much time to them as we normally might. But um, Clink Clink says, Ramsey Paul says, conservatives shouldn't complain that liberals are racist as that would be a liberal behavior. But maybe all of our problems stem from us not calling out liberal racism every every time we interact with them. Thoughts. Wait, wh- where are you reading this? This is uh, Super Chat. Who? Clink Clink. Okay, let me find one. Should, should we call out leftist racism is the general question. And my response mm. is the term the term racist to me is less important than the term true. And these are not mutually exclusive things. That is to say, lots of things that the left calls a racist are also true. Uh, for example, crime statistics, they call those things racist. They're also true. I'm not saying that every so-called racial claim is true. I'm saying there are a lot of claims they refuse to address or accept that are racial in nature that are in fact true. So no, I'm not going to. I'm not interested in in hijacking the racist accusation. I, I'm interested in finding out what's true about the world and what isn't. And the other reason I'm less interested about this tactically is like exposing hypocrisy to them is like I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, they don't care. They don't. <laughs> they are hypocrite. Uh, they're hypocrites by design. Often, it, it's not something that. Uh, is generally effective. Like, oh, I got you in an inconsistency. Yeah, the only consistency is the thirst for power. That's it. Mm-hmm. You want to? Yeah, I'm. I'm not super jazzed about this idea. 
because we should be calling out their hypocrisy when we can, I suppose, but it is a losing battle. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I have no interest in a public debate. That's like, who's the real racist. It's like, what is the truth of the matter? I don't care who the real racist is. What is true? That's what we yeah. should aim for. Okay. Tortuga says Hitler waged war with the world for six years, six years. He went into his bunker, got married and within 48 hours, he killed himself. Marriage <laughs> is hard. Well, poor uncle a, I suppose it got him in the end. Thank you for that. Daniel Yeager says, uh, would you two consider reaching out to the KGB show guys, Caden, Blake and Gabe? I believe they helped helped Jeff Younger win his uh, state, uh, his state house campaign. I thought he lost uh, with his not win his with his state house campaign. I don't know them, but uh, if the if you have links to them, I'll be happy to check it out. And thanks for supporting the show, man. Do you want to was on over? Tim Pool, wasn't he? Uh, Jeff Younger was. Yeah. And, and actually, I would love to talk to him about exactly what they ended up talking about. Jeff Younger, of course, has had his son taken to California for gender transition, presumably. And um, his prescription for men is fatherhood through surrogacy because he believes the legal system is so skewed against men that you can't actually secure your future through a traditional marriage because the woman retains all the rights to screw you over at the drop of a hat. So he believes that men should have children through surrogacy, which is it's got That's its own insane. moral considerations. I would love. Wait, to are talk you talking to... about Jeff Younger? Yes. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter. He's always talking about it. And How is that his solution after he's gone through this debacle because of IVF? That's why I would love to talk to him about it. I think it's that a fascinating is conversation. Crazy. That yeah, is it's crazy. A, I, I have my own moral objections to it, but I would love to hear his side and I'd love to, to have a good discussion about it. But uh, so far, we haven't been successful in arranging that. That doesn't mean we are. Uh, might not that makes me curious for some reason perhaps we'll be able to talk about it um let's see daniel yeager says oh that was the one i just read thank you seagram's gin says ratchet in a debate the debaters aren't trying to change the other's mind they are they are changing the mind of the audience to the arguments keep at it that's true true. that's also true uh you, you never know who's listening to that particular exchange tortuga never thought i'd see blonde having a glowing o on a wednesday show now Ew. i've seen it all well, i guess that caller really got you Ugh. thunderstorm says bureaucracy by existence is an is an opposition to its purpose secondary bureaucracy becomes a business to maintain the problems not solve them yeah exactly uh seagram's gin says you can't have secular societies long-term we need several divorces when balkanization happens yeah yeah that's another uh, that's another reason i uh i found i found the call very interesting too is um like secular right-wing authoritarianism it's not that it's never existed i suppose you might say hitler was that or did, did hitler consider himself christian i guess or did he not uh i don't think so, i guess i've heard both characterizations wrong. what what was hitler's faith I'd be interested in that. Anyway, the idea of like godless or atheistic or agnostic right wing authoritarianism, I, I find to be kind of an interesting philosophy, not something you commonly hear. Jeff oh, Sloat says, thing. hello, Blonde and Matt. Uh, Blonde should be embracing this Super Bowl. SJWs have long complained about the Kansas City Chiefs. They've complained about the war drumming, the tomahawk chop and the red face outfits. That's true. They still do the oh, oh, oh chant thing and they do the tomahawk oh, right. chop. I think the Braves even gave that up in baseball, or maybe they didn't. I can't remember. Daniel Yeager says, uh, what do you think of Hobby Lobby's He Gets a Super Bowl ad campaign? Uh, Revolver has a piece saying it's a sh- it's to shoehorn LGBT and immigration propaganda. 
Uh, I, I don't think I've seen it yet. Who is, is this a Jesus thing? Oh, it's a Jesus commercial. Hmm. I don't know. Is it Hobby Lobby? Did they fund this or something? Because it's, it doesn't look like it's to promote Hobby Lobby directly, but maybe Hobby Lobby financed it. It does look like it's got a lot of leftist nonsense, though, like Jesus was a refugee. What? So you better let in all the refugees. I don't know if what Hobby Lobby's connection is. I assume financial. I'll have to check it out. Thank you, man. Uh, Killer8000 says, I have a sign ready to put up in my yard when Hillary or Pelosi kick the bucket that says ding dong in reference to the Wizard of Oz. Well, I disavow the celebration of death, but... <laughs> send me a picture when you post it <laughs> i gotta see this incompetent hand says i'm not going to stoop to stoop so low as to make gay jokes at matt's expense unless matt has a bag of chips for me great video today man well thank you uh this particular obese prostitute in oakland that was her defense hey what are you talking to that guy about oh just just my bag of chips, my I'm, chips. Just, I'm just out here trying to get chips yeah uh, Holden Mulray says, uh, Matt, good points regarding moral authority in the marketplace of ideas. Observed evil tempts us with autocracy, but God gave us free will, allowing us uh, hurt, uh, allowing us hurt each other and uh, allowing us to hurt each other and him. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. That is, uh, is that Isaiah 118? Sorry for my biblical illiteracy in properly citing the scripture. But uh, but thank you. I appreciate that, Holden Mulray. And and uh, I, it's. Uh, I hope the conversation was of value. It's. Uh, those are the questions that I think are important. Is is where does our morality come from? How is the truth acquired? And we, sh- whatever our system of government is, we kind of we have to build it with respect to those ideas. Yep. Luis Rodriguez says, if you guys want to hear what Tim actually said, watch the IRL episode with John Rich, episode seven hundred nine, time one thirty nine fifty eight. That caller lied. Oh, about uh, is he saying maybe Gilgamesh improperly characterized him or something or which caller? I don't know. Is, I'm... is he saying our caller lied? I'm not sure. That's what it sounds like. I didn't mean to call out Gilgamesh. I assume that's who he was referencing, though. So maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway, well, thank you for the specific reference. Logan Orr says sent you an article with the email, sent you an email with the article. I can't even read at this point. Thank <sighs> you, Logan. I'll check it out. Knuckle hunky buck. Blonde pours the milk first. Fire blonde. That's it. Our working relationship is over. Okay. Uh, Thoughts and blogs says after the stairs question, I must one. I I assume it means I must ask, do you try the grapes at the store before buying? (laughs) I do. You taste them. You pluck one. I have one grape. Yeah. I suppose that's not as insane as walking down the stairs or uh, walking down the stairs backwards or milk first. I hate getting a batch of grapes and they're bad grapes. Hate it. This, I guess it was a multi-part question here. Do you wash fruits before eating them? Well, if you of eat, course. if you touch them, then you must be washing them. Yes. Yeah. I, I wash fruits and, and then, dry them off with a paper towel. And then your order of applying your footwear, uh, sock, shoe, sock, shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah, I'm not I, a monster. I agree. You put no. both socks on before the shoes. I, I guess I didn't even... Yeah, I've never thought about putting on one sock and one shoe and then the other foot. That seems bizarre. Knuckle Hunky Buck says blonde has uh, movie theater concessions. Uh, pour some butter in the bag and then put popcorn on top of it. Fire blonde, hire Lauren Southern. Well, I can't no. hire Lauren Southern because then I won't she be able can't. to stay yeah. at Airbnbs. I want to talk again. about that on um, Sunday. It's popcorn, butter, more popcorn, more butter. 
but are halfway through. Uh, that's, yeah, well, maybe you've identified an inconsistency in my serial philosophy. You know, I have to consult my wife on this because she is the, uh, she's the, the, she's the popcorn authority when we go to the movie theater and whatever she does thousand dollars that she agrees with me whatever she does is correct because i had never been as much of a fan of movie theater popcorn until i met her and whatever she does is the correct way of handling it so i'll have to inquire uh harrison coke says blonde moved into a house and then bought it (laughs) (laughs) well she does that with makeup at target she takes it first and then pays for it later Knuckle I don't pay for it. Yeah. Or, or not. Knuckle Hunky Buck says blonde should lose her second amendment rights because she pours her cereal on her milk. She probably squeezes the trigger, then aims fire. Blonde. Well, Hunky that's is yeah, on fire. I, I do that too. Yeah. Uh Oh, now my window is frozen. Okay. There we go. Froze for a second. Let's see. Uh, according to super chats, Matt eats lots of meat. He really does. Oh, okay. I get it. You guys are clever. Uh, Why are you gay? Stephen Sugars, what does Blonde think about intermittent fasting? Uh, I think it's it's my husband had a lot of success, although he didn't really have any weight he needed to lose, but he um, like really toned up and he's in his 40s. So I think it's good for men, uh, but women, it causes hormonal imbalance. So I don't think that childbearing women should be doing. If you're trying to conceive, I don't think you should be doing intermittent fasting. But if you're overweight... I think it's it's good for women, too. Hmm. General Grievance says on Monday, Tucker asked someone, what happened after Weimar? Do you know? Thought it'd make a great sounder would really <laughs> fit the theme of the show. I actually did see your email about that, General Grievance. It's just um, I didn't have an email address in the message to respond with, so I wasn't able to respond to it. But I did see you had sent that my way. So thank you. Thunderstorm, World War One ace, Eddie uh, Reichenbacher, Rickenbacker. Courage is doing what you're afraid to do. There can be no courage unless you're scared. Yeah, exactly. Ah, Fear is a is a prerequisite. Thunderstorm says, uh, "Oh, it's a, it's another one, another World War One quote, uh, another World War One ace, Baron Manfred von Richthofen. Success flourishes only in perseverance, ceaseless, restless perseverance." Yeah, I mean, you can be successful with a lucky roll of the dice from time to time, but long term, yeah. Uh, you have to be committed and consistent. You can't be yep. consistently lucky is basically a contradiction in terms. Oh yeah. Totally. Dangerous spaces says, wait, is me wearing a uniform for the show weird? No, I think, uh, I mean, it's I your think house. It's adorable. Wear what you want. I, th- I think it's, I think it's a step beyond what any of us would consider necessary. Sure. But I, on a serious level, I, I appreciate the commitment to professionalism for the production because we don't even put that much professionalism into this production. I truly don't. So well, you man. do. Knuckle Hunky Box says uh, it's mostly a myth that anyone was burned at the stake. There were some stake burnings, but they were mostly peaceful. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Bridge Burner says yeah. Blonde, watch Jeff Younger and Tim Cast. He's very intelligent and based for the most part. He's just wrong on the surrogacy stuff. I was shocked at how well rounded and informed he is, though. Um, I, I should listen to that particular episode. I haven't yet. And I would love to hear what he says, because obviously he's not an idiot. He's a guy that got horrendously burned by his ex-wife. Yeah, but it does show like a, a real lack of foresight uh, in his. I, I can't fault people for choosing the wrong partner, but like especially on the right, people will eviscerate single moms and some of them just chose the wrong man. But then they're like so sympathetic to somebody like Jeff Younger. It's like, well, he 
he showed a like an incredible lack of future orientation of future planning by marrying the wrong woman and then and then agreeing to have an ivf baby not using her eggs it was retarded it yeah was i mean mind-bogglingly retarded same thing with the surrogacy stuff the answer is not no wife the answer is the right wife the right wife. easier yeah. said than done though and i understand the right wife is uh, certainly in short supply these days so i'm sure he would have some counterpoints to me on that one maybe we'll be able to iron it out sometime yep uh, I forgot one more on Rumble. Addicted to drums. Matt, would you rather take up cycling or watch Blade Runner every day for a month? Well, I'm going to... Uh, cycling victimizes other people. So I will put myself... <laughs> I'm not going to be selfish about this. I will uh, I will suffer and other people can go on with their lives. Um, I'm not going to put other people through pain. Nobody suffers if I watch Blade Runner. Everybody suffers if I cycle. So I'd be a bad well, guy. Well, your whole audience has to listen to it. So maybe the cycling is better. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, all right. Maybe uh, if I'm never, if nobody ever brings up Groundhog Day again, maybe I'll never bring up Blade Runner again. I'll take that deal. Deal. All right. I'm, I'm uh, we're down. all caught up on our chats. Thank you guys on D Live as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think we're all set. Anything else you want to say before we're out of here? Uh, oh, I misspoke earlier. It's been bothering me. So obviously, Catholics didn't invent the English language. That's not what I'm saying, but. Uh, there were Greeks and uh, people that spoke Greek and people that uh, that understood Latin and understood Greek. And then there was this middle area of Europe where people couldn't read the Bible. And so in the ninth century, uh, St. Cyril, Cyril, somebody of that nature, I can't remember, um, actually invented an alphabet for Bible translation, specifically for Bible translation. So why would they do that if they didn't want more, you are fake to, more commoners to be able to read the Bible? Thank you for the cleanup. Yeah. I'm just so tired. It's so late. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Uh, appreciate the uh, the calls and the questions tonight, guys. And again, thank you to the uh, Super Chatters, of course, as well. I'm sorry that we didn't get to your thoughts until later in the show, but appreciate your patience, and I hope the conversation was worthwhile. <laughs> of course, we will be back on Sunday with whatever happens between now and then. I'm going to try to avoid the obligatory State of the Union breakdown, because... I don't give a we shit. Can't, what I can't do that. Liar again. says I, I, I might yeah. laugh at the, the kiss a little bit more, but I, I will. All it was more. It was exceptionally boring. Yeah, it uh, it kind of sucked. So we'll see. If we can find something uh, more entertaining than that. We'll catch you on Sunday. Have a good night. Bye.